out of the gate. I want to fucking have your daddy. You. <laughs> Joke the fucking shit out of you. you all right, all right. Welcome to the Splitheads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 127. <laughs> oh, We're joined God. by uh, cats. <laughs> as soon as I started the show, I turned around and heard jingling, and there's two cats looking at me. Oh, I thought you were so. making fun of Brandon's hair again. You two cats, right? <laughs> exploding kittens. Yeah, exploding kittens. <laughs> we gotta find out what that show is. That a show or a game? It's a game. It a, it's a game, and it was actually I, I just saw it. There was a Jeopardy clue on it recently. I'm so mad. <laughs> he wow. got it. And we haven't even it. played it. <laughs> it was like it was like a a stocking gift for my one of my daughters. Like I think uh, two years ago. Why are you stalking your daughter? <laughs> oh, wait, the Goosebumps game's in here. What? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. Oh, <laughs> it's believable. I didn't... Wow. Exploding kitten. What a thing to explode. That's a terrible thought. My God. Whew. But anyway. But funny. It's, I guess. I, I can't think about cats exploding. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I can't think about cats exploding. That's literally all that's going through my head right now. <laughs> I can't not think about that. Well, there goes Lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> I'm just such a softie about cats now. It's just, it's just freaking crazy. Like, I want to give Christmas gifts to people. I, I, I'm for people that I, I have a hard time buying for. I wanted to find like a company where I could like spend like fifty dollars on like a hoodie or something or uh, something like a sweatshirt, and it, it, part of that goes to cat relief or something you know what i mean it could be i don't know I'm why, don't, why don't you start stolencats.com and just start like <laughs> donating like cats that you find on the road when you're working <laughs> are there a lot of constipated cats that they all need relief <laughs> it's been too long it has been it has been too long but now we're gonna be here at least the next couple weeks oh leading right up to uh the the end of the year. The end of the year. Wow. We're almost there, and I'm way behind on my rewatches. But uh, Oh, I haven't started my rewatches. <laughs> you're out of your freaking mind. All the movies you have to rewatch, you haven't started? I'm only I'm rewatching, like, ten, I'm rewatching 10 to 15 max. Really? Yeah. But they keep releasing new movies. I had a list. I got this is my definitive watch list that I'm going to do. And then I've had to add, like, three or four other movies to it since. I rented them all already. The ones that are coming out on Shutter, which I have, which I paid the monthly fee for, I rented them on Amazon already. I spent ten additional dollars renting three movies that are coming out on Shutter in the next two weeks, including one that's coming out the day after we record our final episode. Which one what? is that? That's what? Lose the Flower of Evil. Oh, wait, the sequel? I but can't. It's not... it's not a sequel to Lose. It's, it's a... not. Isn't it weird? It's oh, a... It's a... It's a uh, false messiah, prophet, sort of uh, living off the grid type, uh, blind faith type film. Wow. Very good film. You guys there? We're talking about three movies today. This is the last of the shows where we're going to be doing three random movies picked by three random people. Everything changes after this show. We're still going to have shows where we have three movies, maybe four, every five shows, like old school style. But this is the last time it's going to be a show this way. So that. That's kind of cool. Honestly, I think that people like that we we are obviously doing the movies they choose. But I think the listeners and I think that we just enjoy having more time to to BS, if you will. Yeah, it's time to review. So I don't. I think. Yeah. So I'm. I think it's a good. And I'm kind of looking forward to the old and the new format a little bit again. I miss that. I, I've watched so many new films this year, and we only. I mean, only in the last couple of weeks we did two 2020s. Other than that, we haven't. 
we haven't done it. And this would have been a year where we actually could have done a lot of good stuff in terms of the 2020s because everything's so independent this year. Right. Nobody picked them, though. Everybody picked old stuff. What are they no, no, I can't blame them. A lot of people, like, give, I mean, I had to search to find some of these films I watched. A lot of, a lot of gems this year. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to get to that in a couple episodes. But, but, but the three movies tonight, we have Ghost Story, we have Annihilation, we have Session 9. By the time we get to them, I'll tell you who chose them because I don't have it written down here. What I do have written down is a drawing and a crisp question. Those are the notes I have. So the drawing is for the Game of Thrones. And this is the giving season, so why not? The Game of Thrones was donated. And um, was it Mitchell that did that? And again, it's, it was a key. You know, it's been so long now. That I, I forgot. I have mentioned on the thing who's done it before. But there's a uh, there's a code, digital code, for the entire, uh, what do you call it, Game of Thrones uh, show. And we're going to give it away. And we had how many people show up? Not a whole lot of people. That's a Jim- good prize drawing. That's not cheap. Right. 19 people. 19 people are going to go in. So from 1 to 19, I'm going to do the random number generator. And we're going to find out right now. And then we get that out the way. One, 19, okay, generate. As you can see, 11. Okay, who's lucky number 11? Gary, Gary Miller, lucky number 11. You won Game of Thrones. It's Miller time, motherfucker. Gary Miller time. <laughs> and speaking of giveaways, we're going to have some more after the season ends. The season. I guess you can say the season, yeah. <laughs> after the season ends, going next year, I'm not going to the freaking, I'm not going to the post office this time of year. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, even, it's December. Even, I do not go to the post office. No. no I don't I, blame I, you. I don't want to go anywhere. In I'm not, I have some, the other day I, I came up on two posters that I have here. I was literally just going to take a picture of them and put the picture uh, on the Patreon page and say, who wants it? I'll send it to you. You know what I mean? But then I said, I thought better of it. I said, no, I don't want to go to the mailbox now. I, 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 I'm not, in I'll January, do you'll do it. Yeah. Yes, after the holiday rush. I'm not going it. in December. Even the Jim K thing. I still haven't got him his movie, and I feel bad. And now I'm ready to do it because we're not recording Saturdays anymore, so I could actually get to the, to the post office. But I'm sorry, I'm just not going to the post office in December. January, whole new ballgame. So there's that. And then I have a question that, Pork, speaking of me forgetting things, Chris, a.k.a. Scott, has been asking me for the last three shows, and I keep forgetting. This time, he messaged me like two days ago and said, don't forget. So I said, I'll put it in the notes, which I did. So we have one of Christian's favorites. We have a Merry Fuck Kill, ladies and gentlemen. And it's from Chris. Yep. So check it out. Merry Fuck Kill, Sloth from the Goonies, Belial from Basket Case, and Fully Formed Brundlefly from the Fly remake. (laughs) Shit. This has got to be a nightmare for you, Dave. Luckily, I've had time to ponder it. But I've had time to ponder it. But I've known about it for, for a month. <laughs> That's even creepier than the question itself. I've had time to ponder. <laughs> very, very kill out of this badge. How do you fuck Belial? Yeah. Well, I thought about that. Mind That's why... It... Remember you... Mind fuck. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. That was really He's funny. He's got to have an asshole. Mind fuck. Mind <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah. He's got something down there because in the sequels, he's fucking left, right, and center. Oh, that's right. He has a dick, so he must have an asshole. Blah! <laughs> so I have had time to ponder it, sure. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm not good on the spot. I got I to gotta think. You know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you what. 
first and foremost, Brundle Fly, I don't want to look at him. It's it, it's <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I'm killing no. Brundle Fly. I'm killing pro- Brundle Fly. He probably stinks. Imagine how bad he stinks. <laughs> he probably. As opposed to the other two. He's a fly. Yeah. No, fly Brundle stinks. Fly's dead. You're right. I think I think <laughs> I, we're all for three. We're for all three killing Brundle yeah. Fly. I'm marrying Sloth. I am too. Believe it or not, it's easier to do. And I'm banging the fuck out of blah. <laughs> yeah. Are we all marrying, fucking, and killing things? I think it's universal. It's a sloth is friendly. Yeah, it seems like a pretty easy one. It seems like sloth is like you want him around every day. I don't want anybody around every day like that. <laughs> what do you mean sloth is it? Sloth is adorable. Well, try dating. Let's say, oh, you can't try, date. Try You're married. Dating. You can't. But try bringing friends over to the house. Yeah, sloth is there. I don't know. It'd be kind of uh, an interesting, but it's better than but Belial. You could hide in the basket; nobody would know. And Belial, there's advantages because he'll kill people you don't like. You yeah. know what I mean? So there are advantages to marrying Belial, but I think it's it's just he might kill you. He, and if you try to get laid, and you gotta gonna, kill Brother Fly because you can't even drink with him. What happens if he gets sick and he accidentally throws up on you? You fucking melt. Oh, like no, nah, like like nah. They can't. There's really no winning. No one wins in this round. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no like sloth. Like how how often you can come home? Like hey sloth, I'm home. Sloth, love Christian. Like, fuck off, sloth. Get out of my baby way. roots. Baby <laughs> roots for dinner <laughs> again. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> sloth, love Christian. <laughs> fuck off, sloth. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you shut the fuck up. Every time my dad mentions sloth, he calls him slaw. Slaw? Like coleslaw? Like coleslaw. I said he's not a fucking side dish, dad. I've yelled at him a million times. I said it's slaw. Maestro fresh crab. <laughs> How'd you like some fresh creme west with a side of slaw? <laughs> fucking slaw. That's awesome. So it's official. We're all marrying sloth. Yep. Fucking Belial killing Bundlefly. Brundlefly, whatever the fuck. Bundlefly. Bundle? What is he? A bundle of clothes? <laughs> bundle. It'd be easy to fuck him, too. We gotta uh, bang, no, you gotta bang him in the basket. <laughs> I just figure you hold him in your hand. It's easy. It's just <laughs> you you know really I mean? overthought this one. I've had time. I've That's had what time. I think about in the shower. You just I'm... hold him. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. take a shit and do it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of taking a shit, this hit, somebody at work asked me this question the other day, and I said I'd bring it up on the podcast. I didn't know I was going to bring it up now, but just says, what the hell? What? Okay. Do you guys wad your toilet paper or fold it? Fold. I knew your answer was fold. I wrote it down. It said, Brandon's a folder. I knew it. <laughs> Brandon's a folder. I, if anyone was a folder, it'd be you. I just knew it. Well, because wow. of my OCD, I have to fold nicely. It just seems like something you do. Yeah. yeah. I never even thought. I guess I I am both. I do both. That's what I said. I think I do both. Yeah. Depends on the, that that particular dump I'm taking. Yeah, exactly. I can't wad. No. <laughs> no. I can't. If I wad during a dump, there's a good chance that it's all running down here. That's, okay. That's what soap and oh. water is for. <laughs> now, do you guys go forward or back? Sorry. When you wipe, when you wipe. Do you go from the back to the front or from the front to the back? From the front to the back. Most to the of back. the time. And 
almost all the time. And this is another question. Funny enough, I thought of this the other day because I don't think anybody teaches this shit. It's just kind of like your dad says, hey, this is what you do. But he's not like, you know, as unless you're a little kid, they're not watching over you all the time. So do you sit or do you stand when you're doing it? Someone mentioned that too. I never thought to stand. When I never thought to stand, I I, I stand because you can get right in there. I used I used to always stand. Of late, though, I've been sitting because I've noticed I've been getting a better clean with sitting. No, I think you could get. I think you could get a deep dish clean, like when you're (laughs) deep dish clean. (laughs) Oh God. I thought I was going to have pizza tonight for dinner. No more for that. Let me get a deep dish clean. <laughs> I'm wondering my intestine clean at this point. Maybe I do stand. I, I never thought about it. See, I have to, I, I'm very bad at stuff until I'm doing it. Like people ask me, I can't like <laughs> just tell stuff. Oh, what, are you, what are you German stuff. now? At stuff. <laughs> I'm so bad at Sizer. stuff. I'm so, I'm so bad at stuff. <laughs> Especially wiping my ass. I don't know if I go underneath the front or the back. I, I don't know. I won't know until I'm you there. You never go underneath the front. That's the wackiest way to wipe your own ass. I guess not. I don't know. So you don't you go back to front. You go front to back. Everyone goes front to back. You guys, oh, I, do both. Of- I do both really? now. Because I read about this like six months ago, and it says there's two ways to do it. Do you do the front or you do the back? And I said, you know what? From now on, I'm going to do both because I want to cover the entire landscape. I want to do the best job I can yeah. do. Take a, look, take a look at the way the uh, streak is going down Lucky's back. Do you use it front to back or back to front? And you use dispos- do you just use dry? Or do you get into the like the moist towelette, the flushable style? Because, uh, not, not allowed. The doctor said no moist towelettes. Why? They got chemicals and additives and a- they cause allergies. It's worse than a bleached answer. Yeah, well, ble- exactly. People are bleaching their assholes nowadays. A little water, a little water on the toilet paper or a towel that's laying around. You know, a face cloth. (laughs) Dad, I used your face cloth. Don't worry about it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll taste it. I get in there with a little toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh. My asshole lips. (laughs) Wow. I, I'm gonna have to pay attention next time. I, I, I don't know what I do. You go on autopilot. It's just like just, you don't want to think about it. I can't believe I used to room with a guy in university. Front. He used to read Catcher in the Rye while taking his shit. I think I mentioned this on the show before. I don't read anything. He'd read like a few chapters of Catcher in the Rye. I'm like, I gotta get in there. I want to get my business done. I want to get the hell out of Dodge. I don't want to hang out in the washroom. I feel I'll, too dirty. Course meal in there. I'll be honest with you. I have to take time. I feel too dirty if I'm no, cooking. I got to be honest with you. I'm anything. halfway done with my shit before I even get to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I wait. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm wait. watching the credits are in five minutes. Just, well, uh-oh. Uh-oh. This one's making its way down its leg. I, this might be a t- close call. It might be a close call. <laughs> I get it in there just in time. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm in and out and always Thanks. front to back. I'm I'm full wiping right now. I can't pick. I can't picture ever going back to front. And let's face it, whatever you don't get, the underwear will take care of it for you. Oh god! <laughs> I really want a bidet. Yeah, I really do. You know, the dirty French had it right. They're dirty everywhere, but they're assholes. <laughs> what the bidet? <laughs> They're dirty underwear, but they're assholes. <laughs> well, if you're going to keep one thing clean, that's the best part. But then again, who's going to be near your asshole if you're dirty to yeah, begin exactly. with? Not many. You know what I mean? If you clean, everything's got to be clean. 
it doesn't matter how many times you wipe, how much water you put on there. You're not clean until you get into the shower. You're just not. I have the jumbo jet, like, shooting up it. Oh, yeah, I used the, uh, I got the hosel, the changes. I put it on jet, I spread my cheeks, and fucking clean out my kidneys. I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy to see a clear stream shoot out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Shit, 127 episodes, he finally said something <laughs> fun. <laughs> that was fun. Amazing. <laughs> Did you guys see that that thing on that that Elsa doll situation? Elsa? No, Elsa. You know Elsa. You know that the thing from the Frozen doll now, the one that sings. Well, hold on, you don't know what I'm talking about. Then I got to show you. No, I don't know. So the, okay. Elsa the singing. I don't know There's what you, thing, I don't either you're talking about. You know that Elsa thing from uh, that, oh, Frozen? Yeah, thank you. Frozen. Oh, okay. Did you hear about the woman that found the doll? What happened was this. There's this uh, lady. I think she's in the UK. And she uh, she was on TikTok. She put this thing on there because her daughter, she heard this this noise coming from her daughter's room. She was like, what the hell is this? And it sounded sexual. And she went in there, and it was this Elsa doll. And, but the Elsa doll, like, the batteries were about to die. So it was, like, slower than usual when it was doing something. And it, bottom line is, listen to this. <laughs> listen. Drunk Elsa. slut shame i forgot we're living in a very sensitive era right now that you're not allowed to say hate you can't say slut anymore i don't even know if we could be talking about elsa let it go it's wrong <laughs> give anna a turn let it go <laughs> that's what i sing when i'm on the toilet let it go <laughs> i do i make up the dumbest songs when i'm taking a crap though I don't know why that is like, hey, everybody, look, it's... Hey! They can't hear you, but they all said hello. I don't know what these three are up to. <laughs> these three girls, my wife, my daughter in their pajamas, and Genie Cat. They're so, Christmas gifts. They're up to something. I think Genie's going to be a gift. <laughs> she's a gift. Poor girl got caught on something this morning, about an hour ago. I'm in the bathroom. My wife goes, Genie's caught, caught. I, I caught on what? I run outside. I, I, running, she I think she, maybe the she was hanging. I don't know what she was doing because my wife was already <laughs> helping her, but she was Frankie Z, everybody. Frankie she Z. Is. Frankie. Tell Irene right. to bring Ginny back. I want to see Ginny's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wipe it in front to back. And that's the other question. Yeah, I want to. Do you ever just watch your cat take a shit? It is fascinating. It's better than half the movies we discuss on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to look because. They're shameful. They don't like people looking no, at them. No, no, so no. I, 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 that, that, but when they're trying to clean it up, it's the clean. Like they're the cleanest guy. They're like, oh, oh, like my cat. Is like he can't have one little speck showing. No. It's got to no. be covered up. It's it's the funniest thing ever. I love it. That's why I love cats. They actually care. They're they're very they're into that. They gotta have it cleaned and covered and everything. And you can't. And even if 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 the if the shit box is full, it's happened one time. If the box is full, they'll go right next to the box. Yes. So those things the same area. They won't just do it anywhere. You know, yeah. like and a dog, uh, don't do it anything. Do not a person. I want to see if Christian's cat takes a shit in his uh, exploding kittens box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or his goosebumps game. Yeah. You can put, cat, you, you, if the box was full, you have, you've heard it on the show. The cat's decided to make little 
his own little uh, kitty litters here and there. So we made sure that that box, there can't, I, I try to take out, if there's one shit that I take it out now. <laughs> one shit? Well, I got to uh, make sure I don't want him shitting anywhere else. I got to make I'm sure. I'm on top of it. I heard Christian just lays under his cat and goes, later. <laughs> yeah, like, I love it. Oh. Deep down, I'm a German. <laughs> a German. I don't understand it. Like, I have it in my head that every German, like, they might as well be fat, like scrambled eggs and a side of shit. Like, just, <laughs> they just love shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fucking Germans. They are. Oh. Are Germans? Uh, Any German listeners? I doubt it. Well, there's got to be people that are of German descent, you know? German descent is different. But if you're actually from Germany, I am sorry to offend you. There you go. Don't need to offend. <laughs> Believe me. I, I don't wanna... Do you have anything to add, Brandon? <laughs> Fuck you, you Nazi prick. <laughs> <laughs> Butchering Nazi bastard. <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> what is that? That sounds. How was it? You were at the Gestapo. Yeah, in, in um in Exorcist when they had that that guy, the butler. Uh, yes. And the, and, and the guy Bert Dennings is drunk and harassing him. Butchering Nazi bastard. Speaking. Speak. Oh, sorry. Go, you yeah. go, Brandon. Go. No, I was gonna say. I know, like we're in a rush, but speaking of Exorcist, did you, did any of you guys watch the uh, Leap of Faith documentary? Uh, no, no, but I will. I have a cue. Okay, because I know a lot of people are talking negative, saying how pretentious it is. I fucking loved it. I heard Jamie and Brian loved it too. So I, I, I loved it. I love it's literally freaking just talking for an hour and a half. So how is it not going to you know be somewhat pretentious? I mean, but that's what they the filmmakers wanted to interview him, having talk. Clips about from it. the movie? Don't you hate when they just pat it with clips of the movie that they're talking about? Dude, this he I loved everything he had to say. I loved the way he spoke about it. I loved the the talk of all the meetings he had with different like uh, composers and stuff. I mean, people were mad because he kind of shits on Bernard Herman, but if Bernard Herman really said what he did to him, then fuck him. Wow, okay. Well, I'm looked at this is yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my wife even forwarded it over to me. I guess it's been making the rounds. I'm like, yeah, it's on Shudder. We should watch it together. Yeah, it's really good. So this, thought... this and also the Al Adamson documentary on Shudder. Not that I've seen oh, a lot of his films. Devil, yeah, I mean what was it, it called? Uh The Devil and Miss Jones? Ghastly something. Bloody Devil's Bloody Ghastly. <laughs> no, nah, he made all those low budget films in the in the seventies, but uh, that documentary was great too. I wanted to add that we were watching on a different note altogether. We we're watching the Disney uh, Lego Star Wars, Star Wars Holiday Special, and oh. and it's funny. Yoda start is narrating it, and when Yoda starts narrating it, my son goes, "That sounds like Pennywise." And I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> but it does. He was right. We sat back. We're like, "What the?" And then we like, my daughter and I sort of sat back to listen a little bit. We're like, "It does." Wow! Like, watch that special. That the voice that they put for Yoda has that little like, "Okay, George." Like it, it's like it's the funniest thing. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll hear it too. You'll float uh-huh. too. Exactly. I was just gonna say. <laughs> you'll hear it too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Wow. So where can I watch it? Does it have to be on Disney Plus? Disney Plus, or I guess nefariously, but we have. Yeah, I don't have Disney Plus. You got to put it. How on many Plus. streaming services can one human being have? Everybody has their own streaming Four. service now. Oh, that was, oh, it was rhetorical. Sorry. Uh, it's rhetorical. Well, look what, what's happening prick. now. Yeah, prick bastard. <laughs> now you got to get them because the movies are going to be coming. Th- th- see what they do with Warner Brothers? They're going to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. A- HBO, HBO Max, Peacock streaming, this streaming. Now you got to do it. Quibi. What the fuck is a Quibi? Buddy, what is a Quibi? I think Quibi it, went under. 
It went under. Isn't that, isn't that what Harry Potter used to play? Quigley went under. Down under. Down Quidditch. That was what Potter played. Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah, 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 right. But Quibi, wasn't that the short ones? They were like 10-minute movies and shit, the shorties? Isn't yeah. that what Quibi is? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's over with, apparently. It was a short-lived gimmick. Because Either way, had, I have two They had this, they had this 2020 release, though, called The Stranger with uh, Micah Monroe. Really? And uh, it's 13 episodes, but each episode's like seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's supposed to be really good. I might check it out through nefarious means because... I guess because it's, it's gone. Got to get on that plex. Check YouTube. You never know. You never know. You I'd rather know. watch it illegally, even if it's on YouTube. You got to label it a certain way. <laughs> I'd rather download it and watch it totally illegally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't download anything. While wiping yeah. front to back. Yeah. No, back to back front. To front. Yeah. Back to the front. Just to be covered in shit by the end of it all. Back to front. I can't. I don't think I've ever done that. It's not possible, Dave. I don't think you have to think about it. I think it's front to back always. Well, I'll let you know next time. You want your whole front region to smell as minty fresh as possible. (laughs) That's why you do it both ways. Directed traffic towards that area. I put, a ment- I put a Mentos in there after I'm done. <laughs> no, it's like the, pit, the pendulum. The, the, pit, the, the pendulum. The freshman. <laughs> in case some girls eat your ass out. You put a Mentos in- that should be the commercial for Mentos. Like, <laughs> like, I always, make, ass, like, I always make the mistake, though, of putting the strawberry ones in there, not the Mentos ones. They're like, oh, this is fruity. We're so full of all these ideas. If Mentos just – that would be viral marketing. Yeah. Let's do it. Or how about, a, be- how about a Tic Tac suppository? They're small enough. Pen. It really. Your ass is like a pet. <laughs> you know what? We're making jokes. It's not a terrible idea. No. It, it might be a terrible idea. I don't know. But I'm thinking about it. Like, it's, well, not <laughs> it's not terrible. I Think about it. Why wouldn't you want, like, I've used suppositories. They're not that bad. Like, why wouldn't you want a suppository that makes your ass just fresh if somebody's going to be down there? Like, you right. know when you, you use mouthwash and your mouth just glows with that freshy taste and that little sparkle and you get that little sting? Why not for the asshole? I, I, I think that people are you're not sure. That's the time to do it. Pop it in, wash your hands up. You're like, hey, wait a second. I feel a little something down there. And then like you can dance uh, and whatever. That must, be, that must be the controlled release like an hour later. You're like, oh, whoa. Imagine that slow dissolve. Like, <laughs> keeps you fresh for 24 hours. You're like, so, <laughs> you want still has, still has lost that. its flavor. It still hasn't lost its flavor. I think we're gonna have Mexican tonight, honey. <laughs> you're up for anything once your asshole's fresh and minty. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, are you kidding me? Wow. Anyway, uh, asshole talk in one episode. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Oh yeah, here it is. I don't even know. I forgot. Somebody. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Metallica. Because I was thinking of that song. It, the funny thing is the song is called Disposable Heroes, right? And it goes, back to the front, right? So I was thinking back to the front with the wiping. Then I was thinking about disposable tissues. It makes sense. There should be like a parody, you know? <laughs> I'll never I'll never look at Marty McFly again when I think of back to the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Doc! You never go back to front. <laughs> Mama mia. Okay. 
three movies. Annihilation from Eric W., Ghost Story from Willie P., and Session 9 from Rob D. I don't know, Willie? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. still remains. Stay tuned for episode 128. Willie? That's our Shakespeare. Not to be or not to be. Willie P.? Or won't he? Next, maybe we'll find out next show for the anniversary show. And Might have to change his name to Pierre because his bladder's empty. <laughs> oh. Pierre got a son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My wife had to get a. <laughs> My wife had to get a jersey for work because they're allowed to wear jerseys at work on Sundays when they work. So. She's a 49er fan. So we go on the we go on to the, the, the computer, look around. So she has to get, of course, the cheapest one possible. So the cheapest one possible. We're not going to spend all kinds. She's only going to wear it two times. You know what I mean? So whatever. So the cheapest 49er jersey that you can get is Pierre Garçon, just so you know. <laughs> oh, Christian, speaking of football, is this true? Is it true that in the CFL there are two teams called the Rough Riders? Asking the wrong person. There is one team I know of for sure. It's the uh, I think Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The what? Saskatchewan. It's a province. You know, like your <laughs> fucking Idaho or whatever the fuck you guys call it. <laughs> like one of those chip reader provinces. Yeah, I know. Of course, I know. <laughs> <laughs> or states. Sorry. Make it easy to win bets on the Rough Rider versus Rough Rider games. Like the play hundred <laughs> bucks on the Rough Riders. Alberta. I I could I fucking don't. Yes, care. it's true. There's the Ottawa Rough Riders. And there's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Can you believe that? <laughs> you know how many teams they have in the CFL? Do you know? <laughs> Seriously. I'm just kidding, but it's not many. It's not they have nine teams, and two of them have the same name. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in Canada? That's amazing. <laughs> you know what it was? The day they were doing the, the day, day they were picking their names, it was 40 below zero out. <laughs> Uh, Ottawa went, they were like, all right, Rough Riders. Saskatchewan was on deck. They're like, fuck, it's freezing. Rough Riders also. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't give a shit, so it's funny to me, too. Oh, my gosh. Suddenly, the Washington football team doesn't sound like such a bad name anymore. <laughs> I think they're all trying to think of what is the least gay name we can name the team. <laughs> Rough Riders. <laughs> Come to think of it, that's pretty gay. <laughs> It could be. I just I find it. Take it from behind, Bilal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like it rough. <laughs> rough riders. Oh, I just can't believe that they have two rough riders. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't believe I that. What are they with two 49ers or, or two Packers? I just can't believe that they have that flight. Just as much as I do. About I would just <laughs> if there were two Packers, the one team should just become the Alpackers. <laughs> oh, one. They won't give me the fudge baggers. Well, we, that's what I call them anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's goes without saying. I call them the alpacas. You know? And that's not a gay thing, because everybody fucks in the ass. Not everybody, but... Yeah. Everybody, everybody's doing it. Well, a, a man can fuck a woman in the ass. They can be a fudge packer just as well. You know what I mean? If you want to get dirty about it. Anyway. <laughs> what? All right, well, Christian's got to go, so we're not going to be doing the movies this show. Ass to mouth, front to back. <laughs> okay. So what are we doing? What, what should we do here? See... Oh, what, what do you Sorry, I don't know why I said C. Why don't we start with uh, Ghost Story from 1981? 
Why don't we? All right. Uh, two generations of men find themselves haunted by the presence of a spectral woman. When the son of one of the elderly men returns to his hometown after his brother's mysterious death, they attempt to unravel her story. You know what? That description... I don't hate this movie. This, that description makes it sound a lot more interesting than it is. His, his brother's death's not that mysterious. I mean, there's really nothing mysterious. You couldn't be any more exposed during his death. And uh, there's really not much to unravel here. But I don't hate it. The story's a lot to unravel. You know? I feel it takes a while to unravel, but I feel like there's no mystery there. Well, for the viewer? Because what we see in the opening shot, you mean? Yeah. So maybe if they didn't show that, yeah, but they have to show that because that's how he dies. So I guess they kind of have to show that scene. I don't know. I don't see one thing wrong with this movie. And I like the way they go back and they tell the story. I well, like that's, the first, that's, the, that's the best part. That's first the best you part. Get, there's two flashbacks. First you get the story of, um, of uh, what's his name? Our lead. Um, Don. Don, okay. First you get Don's story and how he met the girl. You get that because he tells he literally tells the story to the, to the to the old men. This is what happened. I got a real ghost story to tell you. Check this out. First, you get his story, and that takes a little time, and I think it's done great. And then you get back to the you know modern day, and then you get to the you know in, close to the third act. You get the the story about what happened when the young men knew the girl, when the old men knew the girl as young men. You know what I mean? The other flashback scene and what happened with her. So I mean. I think it's done. You have just enough. You know what I mean? It's like almost like watching um, American Horror Story. Sometimes you're you're in the present day, then it'll flash back to this. Then you go back to the present, then it'll flash back to a different past. I, I don't know. I, I'm so glad they did it that way because it gave you time to to get to know the characters, especially the old men, and you know for what happens at the end. I I, I don't know. I don't see one thing wrong with this movie. Really? I'm engaged no. the entire time. Hmm. I feel I'm like it's kind of engaged. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a mess. I find wow. this movie is it's. I I missed this. I remember the ghost. I remember the cover way back when. I remember the the um, stature of, uh, of 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 actors that were were in it and and. But you know what? At the end of the day, it, it's it's a little boggled. It's way too long for its own good. Um, and I know they say, oh, every good ghost story needs to build slowly to get to that end. But then the end's really not that big of a payoff. We've seen this before. It's been there, done that. It's a, Not it's in 1980. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a test of the crap episode or or, uh, or magazine thing. You've, we've, we've heard it all before, I feel. That's a good point, that it does feel boggled. And I do feel like the, the mystery, there's no mystery there because you kind of like see it coming. It's all very right there in front of you. Yeah, but and that's 1980-81. You see, that's what I'm saying. I understand what C said about Tales from the Crypt magazine, but now because we've seen Stir of Echoes and The Changeling and The Ring and movies like that, we've seen that since then. But this is the first one that I could think of on film. Changeling was, was before this, though. Ch same year, wasn't it? I thought it changed. Either way. Yeah, I... They're both 80-81-ish. That's when they were filmed. All doing. I'm saying is <laughs> I... I wasn't sure if I had seen this before. And then when I started watching, I'm like, oh, I have seen it before. And that's not a very good sign. I was the same way, uh, Brandon. I thought I had seen it before, too. And I still can't actually remember if I saw it before. I have. I knew the minute I started watching it. I was like, oh, I've seen this. But I just feel like there's too much throughout of these old men having nightmares that it's just like, 
Yeah, it's like, okay, we know what's coming. We know something happened to the girl. She died. You covered it up. We know, we, I, you know what's coming a million times over, that by the time it finally gets to the flashback, which is the best part, the third act, any part with, um, what's her name, who plays Alma slash Eva in this, she's, she's, she's the best part of the movie. Alice Creed? Oh, Alice man. Creed. Riddle and Hansel earlier this year. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing. Uh, she was in Silent Hill. She always, she plays that part amazing. Yeah. But she was yeah. terrific in yeah. this, and she was. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're drawn to her character, so all the flashback stuff with her is terrific. Even Don's flashback with her, his story. So I agree with Dave in that aspect. But everything in between with the old men, the Chowder Society, sort of just chowderheads being chowder. They're being haunted by what's happened. That's what they're trying to show you here. I know, but but I don't know. It just feels it feels a little disconnected to me. I I'm with you, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some good stuff here. But it almost feels like it's trying to be classier than it actually is. It's like, we have all these great actors, and we're going to tell it very subtly, and whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's just, it needed another round of editing or something. Um, and then the the end, just to, her soul needed to be free to kind of lift the curse. Again, it feels like been there, done that. Yeah, but again, you're, you're talking about movies that came after. This was that They, they, they took that from this. Oh, I don't think I have. I think, and, I think like anything like the innocence or, or, and again, not remembering every damn detail of that. I, I go, there's been numerous ghost stories. I've heard to be called ghost story, which is really a kind of a, a cool title just cause it's, it's right to the point. I feel like it's just a very bland one. There, there's nothing that elevates it to another level, but there's some good parts here. And I definitely, I, I was definitely in and out of this. Like I, I felt like I was a little bored throughout and, like again, I don't want to badmouth any of the actors because, of, of course, these are most of their last films, and they did nothing wrong with them. They did classical acting, which, it, which by even 1980 might have been a little like melodramatic. But I'm okay with all that. Uh, but unless I'm seeing Fred Astaire tap dancing across the stage, <laughs> I'm not really that interested, to be honest. And he was fine in it; like no one did a bad job. It's very 70s. It's a 70s style film that came out in 81, which we, we, we tended to see some of that in the early 80s still, I, I you know? Yeah, it feels feels 70s. Now, now Peter Straw wrote the book, too. He wrote the book. Uh, I'm going to say it, it, the book came out in the 70s as well, is what it was. I don't know. I don't know that for certain, but I'm pretty sure that's when he was active. So I, I would say, obviously, at least a year before the movie came out. But... It's told kind of confusingly. I think you guys addressed this already, but I, I had to deal with a, a, a scheduling thing. That's why I was on my phone there for a second. But ultimately, that opening, we're, we're, or this, after the opening, where we get that dream sequence or that weird thing that we think is a dream sequence, because he wakes up and we just saw him die, then you realize it isn't a dream sequence. It was his twin brother. Uh, like it was, it was kind of confused storytelling, and I guess. That that's a good story. It's like it, you, it unravels, and then you, the next scene explains what we saw there. But it, it it's really kind of bizarre. I don't think it was a twin brother. I just think he he lived. So <laughs> yeah, he fell through the glass. Did but you I think, think it was I a think dream it, sequence. It felt very well. That I mean, the way it was shot, very and then, cheesy. And revealed but. that he wakes up right after we just saw him die. Um, I don't know. That makes sense though with twins and stuff. Yeah. You think, sure. Do you think he was bigger? <laughs> It's hard to tell. He hadn't manscaped in a while, so we couldn't really tell what he was packing there. That's true. Or or alpacking. Or fudge packing. They don't make hotel windows like they used to, or apartment windows like they used to. And not that I, not that I, and not. 
Yeah, it was like the thinnest plate glass <laughs> from like 80 stories like, up. Yeah, I think he like flicked it. It was like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it also, like, I, I don't mind this. I actually kind of like this about the movie, but it doesn't really establish why this happens. Like, why does the ghost have to go through the children, through the through the brothers, to get back to um, what was the town that they're in? What was the name of that town? Oh, I, uh, I forget the name of the town, but 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 to get back to the town, why couldn't it just why couldn't the ghost just manifest itself in the town where where the the body is still at the bottom of the pond? That, that's it's like it went to, it went across the country to New York and <laughs> worked its way back. Like had to I seduce, don't, had to seduce. That's why I had to use that yeah, power of seduction. These guys were that freaked out and having nightmarish dreams. I guess the the thought process is. Not, we're not supposed to believe that they've been having these nightmarish dreams all this time. It's just started since this is sort of starting to come back to fruition, correct? Like, obviously, because she's like, like they're telling ghost stories. Maybe, maybe not tell ghost stories if it's going to scare you. But I think they've been telling ghost stories for years. But the nightmares have just become a new reality. They haven't been haunted yeah. for this for four decades or whatever, right? Milburn. I don't think so. What's that? Milburn was the name of the town. Milburn, right, yeah. Milburn, Australia. So, um, what the hell? <laughs> I think they tell the ghost stories as a, as a, as it's a psychological thing. It helps them deal with their repressed memories of what it is. It's almost like they're trivializing it and putting it so far in the past that let's talk about these scary ghost stories to each other and, you know, let's talk about scary stuff. I think, I think it's like a, it's a way they deal with it. Maybe it's, it's in their subconscious. Yeah. It's why they're all still there. They kind of reference that they all like almost had to come back here and, and be in this town together. Like it's their punishment for what they did. Right. And this is a story. Okay. Which became, we talked about it on our very first show actually, because we talked about movies that were, Later on, it became a big thing with slashers in the '80s, where someone did something and there was a secret to cover up. You know what I mean? Let's never let's just take this to our graves. We got to cover this up and not tell anybody. And then it comes back to haunt them later. This this is the first time I recall seeing that happen as well. Again, I could be that's wrong. A, that's like a staple of every ghost story movie. No, like, I don't know. That's like, that is what makes the ghost story movie. Typically, it's something that's been wronged in the past that's been covered up. And the soul's been tormented, and they and it, and then it has to come to fruition to to release the the demon, so to speak. I mean, like a group of people, like a group of people, like you know, like four people or more, where like something terrible happens. We got to keep this a secret between us. Which we remember we talked about it way back when it was a big thing in the you know I know what you did last summer did it even in the nineties, but it was a big thing with a lot of slashers in the eighties. Happy birthday to me did it, and all the other ones. Oh, like, okay, the it's like. Yeah, it's like a cover-up. We talked about it then, saying that's what they did. But, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to picture all the movies I've seen and stories I've heard and when they had that take place. Or, you know, like, okay, we can't tell anybody about this, so it's going to ruin our lives or, or whatever. It's an accidental death. Let's keep it between us. And then later on, look what happens. Maybe you're right, see. I'm not saying anyone's right. or There's no right or wrong because I'm just trying to, you know, picture it. You know, when we've seen that before. And for me, as a kid, that's the first time I recall seeing it. And as I go back now and I watch older movies, I don't know what I've seen that also does that. Granted, it may happen. I mean, you may, you may pull, uh, you know, anybody can pull an example out. I just, off the top of my head, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't think I can give it that much credit. I think I agree with C that it's probably existed in film, especially ghost stories, long, long before this. But this film felt like it was primed to be sort of a uh, an anthology where each of them tells the story, tells a story, and it somehow connects to their memory of Alma or Eva. It's Alma to to David, but to Eva, I felt like that would have been. That's where the disconnect is. I I loved all the flashback parts. Those are my favorite parts of the movie. It's yeah, when great. we're it's when we're in modern times and and you know the, the different members of the Charity Society are just sort of, you know, this one's it's too many not too many. I'm having a bad dream. I choked my wife. I gotta go see this one. I'm driving here. I'm driving there. It's just like I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I really don't dislike this film. It just felt like there's. There's a better film there somewhere. Agreed. And, and the two guys that are in the house that are squatting in the house. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What the hell is yeah? What Why? that? I have no idea. Yeah, I know they're, Why? they're part of some cult that was like. Out. They no, were in. A, they were in the insane asylum, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, but I thought because their backstory was that they were in a cult, or the guy, older guy was in a cult. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he was like a satanist, and he wanted immortality. How did she get to him yeah. to do his bit? To do his bidding and. What kind of they happened asi- upon her house. That's all. They 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 escaped and they just happened upon her house. Okay. Obviously all right. They're communicating with them. I could buy that. I could buy that. They're no, just they squatting in this too. house. They're, yeah, they're just squatting in the house. Okay. No, yeah. I didn't know if they were like if they came back to that house because she got to them before. That's what I'm saying. And so I wasn't sure if I missed some sort of story part. Uh, as I said, uh, being in and out of it that that explained them more so than that. And what's a 30 year old adult man doing in an insane asylum with like a 10 year old boy who dresses like a girl? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so strange. I mean, I, I like so I, out of Andy. he's out of Andy. Yeah, yeah, Fanny. Where it's like, yeah, <laughs> totally. I think that those are her clothes, and that's why he's wearing them. They were in, they, they were in the closet. And he put them on because they were like these long clothes. I think he looks he's like, fucking. He looks like Scud Farkas. <laughs> Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. Scud. Wait, am I wrong? His Dick name Smith is Scott. Did the effects, correct? He did the yeah. skeleton, and, and I, I, the skeleton's creepy every time you see Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The effects are cool. There's a really good effect uh, at the end that made me jump, and it was just one of those jump scares of the of the skeleton. So there, there, there are some effective parts here because it feels like I'm just shitting on it. I'm, just, I'm like with Brandon. I feel like there, there's, there was not enough here for me to fully recommend the movie, but it's by, by no means a bad film, just kind of muddled. I, I just feel like they could, they could have cleaned it up a little bit more so. Um, Rick Baker, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I, I did. Rick Baker, it was not oh, Dick Smith. I thought it was Rick, Dick Smith. Rick Baker, special makeup effects artist, and Carl Fullerton of, of Friday Tooth fame oh, as well. Interesting. Uh, oh, oh, Dick Smith, makeup illusions by. So man, what a cast. Okay, yeah. I just went to makeup department and went down the list. I didn't, I didn't recall. I remember seeing somebody of importance in the credits, but I forgot about it. But then when you said it, I just heavy hitters. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Who did craft services for the film? Dick <laughs> Warlock. Dick Warlock. <laughs> Dick Warlock. <laughs> oh, man. That's a whole uh, reference for all you guys. No, the, skele- the skeletal effects are standout in this film, without a doubt. Really cool. I love, uh, I love when they open the carriage at the end. That's a great scene. Oh. And she, and she just floats out. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> we all, we all float down here. <laughs> it's kind of what they did in um, Poltergeist a couple years later. Yes. The one opened up. It came yeah. Up, you know, and the weight moved. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. 
Yeah. Well, How about Craig Wasson again? Two two shows in a row. He's in a movie. I know. This fucking guy. This fucking, we can't get rid of this fucking guy. Yeah, Nightmare Three. It's weird. It like tapered <laughs> off after Nightmare Three. He's been in movies, like he's acted, but you look at his like his resume after that. There's nothing really that stands not, out. You know why? He yelled at John Saxon. Nobody fucking yells at John Saxon. Like <laughs> your career is fucking over. Yeah. You just yelled at the sax. Hey, <laughs> you've been in forty movies. I've been in five thousand four hundred movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're never gonna work in this town again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with Freddie, you prick. <laughs> they should have brought him back for Nightmare Four. I never thought about that till now, and I we never discussed that when we reviewed it. And my theory is is that wow. he is actually the soul of Kincaid's dog, <laughs> and he pisses on Freddie. Yeah, fucking and- dog, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason. <laughs> How did we get the nightmare from? See, this is what happens when Craig Watson. Go up the, <laughs> Craig Watson. But the. <laughs> <laughs> Watson! <laughs> I can't believe you tried to help myself. Watson! Wait a minute. That phenomenon that lasted a day. <laughs> that lasted a day. <laughs> <laughs> you walk down the street, everybody you walked into was Watson! I just wanted to choke everybody I came across. <laughs> and here's what's funny. They, they, they took that from my friend. My friend for, for a couple of years. I'm not his kidding friend, you. His friend made this up. Rob Plant. Oh, my buddy Plant. He freaking did that for years. What's up? Right? And then one day the, the freaking commercials came on. And, he, and he even said, he goes, what the hell? I remember him saying, he goes, they took that from me. And it's true. He was doing it like long before they were doing it. Meanwhile, those marketing execs are, execs are sitting in their $10 million pent- right? penthouse. And your friend is fucking going, what? What's up? What the what's yeah. up? What happened? What happened? <laughs> He's trying to make more catchphrases now. I gotta go what's back to. <laughs> I gotta go back to Scud Farkas. Do you think his name is Scud or did you Scott. mess up? Scud. S C O T T. Right. No. S C U T. Scud uh, Farkas. It's Scott Farkas. It's not. Yes, it is. See, Christian, come on. Is it Christmas Scott or Is Scott? it Scott or Scott? What are we talking about? Christmas story. <laughs> Christmas story. You should know. You're Canadian. It's Bob Clark. Yeah, it's Scott Christmas Marcus. Clark. But I don't know characters. I never remember characters' names except for maybe the main one. It's definitely not Freddy Scott. It's Cougar? It's Scott Farkas. It's got to be. <laughs> if it's, it's not Scott, Scott Farkas, and I've been wrong all Dude, these I'm years. Dude, I'm telling you. It's, you're it's, right. It is Scott. Yeah. Oh, they always said it with. They always said like it. It, it, it actually almost sounds like Scud. They because they always say Scud Fark. Scud missile. <laughs> yeah, Scud missile. Yeah, I can't believe it. Scud yeah. people, listeners, somebody tell me I'm not alone in this that you thought it was Scott. I, I thought he was this. He goes, oh, and his sidekick, Scott Farkas. He says Scott clear as day, but I guess I'm not. I can't believe this. <laughs> A Christmas story. Well, it, it is December. It may as well come up. Wow. Scott Farkas. I don't I know why Scott. I remember that, and I can't remember anything else. Because it sticks out like a sore thumb. Scott? Who the hell's named Scott? <laughs> Seriously. It is a weird name. Scott? Why not call him Scunt while you're at it? Scunt. You know? That's what, what I call my friend. That's, my what I call, that's what I call the wrench. She's acting like a real skunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've called my friend Scott Skunt for years, actually. Scunt Farkas? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
How about that time when she was screaming in the bathtub and stuff? And the oh man, that's scary stuff. There's a lot of stuff in here. I haven't even looked at my notes, and it's too late for me to do it. But no, I haven't looked at my notes either. But yeah, I actually have that written. The quote, I mean, in quotes, she just screams water, and it's it's quite terrifying. The ghost aspect of this story is really good. I just feel like. Uh, like that's where the focus should have been, and I know there is a lot of focus on it because that's what the story is. But there's just too much chowderheads walking around. Chowderheads. I love the Chowder Society, and I, I don't. Know, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But I'm just saying, like the ghost aspect and then the Alice Krieg story and, and backstory and all that. Even though it's very simple and predictable, like it's still the most effective part for me. Again, I don't, there's no way to not sound like an asshole here, but this sounds like it's making the Marco Polo route, this movie, where it was practically, I think, forgotten back in the day. And I could be wrong here, because other than that In Search of Darkness, where they actually start talking about it, and there's all these people that have come out of the woodwork going, oh, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my personal favorite movies. I've never heard anybody in their fucking mind talk about this film. I'm not saying that's bad. So be it. We should rediscover movies. That's not a bad thing. But it's not, let's not put it on a, I don't think it deserves to be put on a pedestal. I think The Changeling is a much, much better film. And, and and definitely more successful as a ghost story. This one's okay. This well, there's there's better there's better mystery. I mean, there's a mystery to that story. This one's very on the surface, even though it's effective. It's very on the surface. Yeah. Like there's really there's no. I don't know until you get the reveal the first time you watch this movie. If you're not privy to the way storytelling is now, you know if you haven't seen these type of stories before, and when this came out, when it came out, I don't think you know. She I literally don't know. banged her head when she fucking... She died? She died from that? Yeah, but that's not yeah. really what they're tor to, the uh, tormented by. They're tormented by their decision to to, the end. to bury the body, and she's still alive. Yes, the end part, when she pops yeah. up. You convinced herself it was a trick of the light. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's freaking haunting stuff. That, that, if, yeah. they had if they had called the police, obviously, like um, Ricky wanted to, which is why Ricky's the one who survives, you know, then... Uh, then they would have, you know, wouldn't have been in this situation. You think he has to go to jail like Bill Cosby now? Like he's all in the going, oh, <laughs> in jail? Let's go to acoustics. I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. And well, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason we're talking about this movie because when we each picked our freaking 10 movies and put them on that list I put this movie on my list because it always has been a favorite of mine so I'm one of those people I, oh that's okay why do you think we talked about it I you know what I mean movies on his list movies that we also wanted to always see but missed I thought there was that category too Maybe I'm like Fright Night no, we just brought our 10 to the table yeah Fright Night was one of them Dress to Kill was yours and Ghost Story was one of mine and so was Session 9 that's why they're being discussed. Thanks, boys. Really? Thanks for those. Some yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah, thanks for him. right. I had a great time watching these movies. I'll tell you right now. You know this, was, this was my least favorite of the three, but I still I still enjoy the atmosphere. Obviously, like Christian mentioned earlier, you know, some legendary actors here. And, and, great job. And, you know, they do a terrific job, but Alice Krieg is the standout. Awesome. And all the flashbacks with her... And her just as a ghostly presence is what makes me like this film more than than probably I would if it was someone else that didn't carry it the way she did. I will show you things you've never seen. That part. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff, man. She's, She's terrific. Fun. She's terrific in this. She really is. And the four guys? Yeah. The four of the chowders? I like that whole part. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's 
there's too little of the good stuff for it to be like any higher than what I'm going to rate it. I, it's still not a fail. I just feel like it needed more to be a, like uh, an ultimately good. Yeah. For the way they start with that, you know, this sort of high society storytelling secret secrets, you know, fraternity type stuff. You thought they would have more meetings yeah. and it would be revealed through that, but they don't. That one meeting is like, sort of like they're last as they're all sort of cracking up under. They die. I know, but it's like, it, it's like, I don't know. I think they're it's taking a very classy route in the retelling of that story. Maybe after Where's Melvin Douglas. Dance? Maybe after. You know. <laughs> dance with me, you toad. Dance with me, you toad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. I like, the after- four, I, like the, I like that we have four different personalities here, and you see how they are when they're kids, and you see how they are when they've grown up, and it all makes sense. And I don't know, four very different personalities who, who are who still meet once a month or whatever it is. To, yeah, to, and to I like the fact that the. the Edward and Ned character, they sort of clashed. They were sort of like the two domineering personalities, the the John Houseman versus Melvin Douglas character. Yeah. And and even though Melvin Douglas dies very early on, you know, when he jumps off the bridge, <laughs> that maybe they could have had the the rest of the Chatter Society meets sort of how they kind of did, but it wasn't in their, you know, grand ballroom. How could you? Know, you? No, How but could you like after that, the guy no, killed let, himself. You're gonna have another meeting. It's we're gonna no, we're gonna get together and honor his memory. You know, maybe they're still clueless at this we're point, and they got they get together. They're like, we're gonna honor him. He was, you know, the first member of the Chatter Society to die. His son's gonna join us, and then his son tells the story of Alma, and then all of a sudden, the rest of the three try to start to put together that Alma is Eva, and it builds from there. Alma, Oprah. Oprah Omni. <laughs> <laughs> Uma Oprah. <laughs> Oprah Omni. I, I think I just came up with a better idea there. Yeah, I, think, and this I just can't too. see them doing that. You're not going to no, get together. And let's why not to honor, to honor, to honor a, pers- a friend's memory? That's what they've been doing. Like and if your father of- dies, you're going to go to this thing and tell a, a ghost story. Yeah, in his memory, he loved ghost stories. This is what, this is what they enjoyed. They'd get together, sip brandy, smoke cigars. I don't see it as a... As a mm-hmm. uh, as a far-fetched to get idea. Away from the wife. That's no. We've been married for 38 years, and I feel like I don't even know you. The fuck out of my way. I... <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you off, Slaw. To drink. Fuck off, Slaw. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off, Slaw. Give me a, give me a biscuit and some french fries. Slaw. Hey, how about some Slaw with some your chowder? <laughs> <laughs> and some fresh crumb west. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you, B. I guess that would it would be hard to do because he wouldn't be saying, "Oh, my, my brother died as a result," because that ultimately leads to that. So that is that's hardly a ghost story. Yeah, it's true because you, he's there because still, he's he comes home because his brother died and then the right. father died. So it's sort of. But right. I like what you're saying. Now that I can, I, I could see that happening. If yeah. there was another way it could be constructed, if they remade it or something, and yeah. somehow we're able to to wedge it in there a different way. I, I feel like I'm coming down on this a lot more than I actually like it. I, I like it more than, than I'm letting on, but uh, but it does feel like it drags in certain points. That's okay. Notes. I'm just re- reiterating what you're saying, and I agree. I agree. But I, I have I, a I lot to the say. Lowest out of the th- I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to say it. There's just there's I have too many notes. There's a lot of things in here, but uh, did that one woman remind you of B. Arthur? <laughs> you be Arthur. I don't <laughs> want to be Arthur. What's his name's wife? Look just like B. Arthur. Too. <laughs> Hey, no, you be Arthur. I got your joke. Thank you. I'll I'll be Brandon. You be Arthur. (laughs) 
Arthur, Arthur Two on the Rocks. <laughs> I love Arthur Two on the Rocks. Fuck, uh, what's her name? Who criticized it? Liza Minnelli. No, I like Liza Minnelli because the one who was on our show. Who was on our show? I don't know who criticized. I don't remember being criticized. Lauren Ashley Carter. Oh, she criticized it. Lauren? I told her I prefer Arthur Two to Grease Two. Oh wow, Grease Two. You're in rare air when you're talking about Grease Two around some people, myself included. You know, <laughs> I love Grease Two. Man, I bought it not too long ago. I bought I bought a, two, a freaking two pack of Grease One and Two. Man, yeah. And Popeye. Popeye just came out on Blu-ray for the first time. Popeye, Popeye's uses extra grease. I gotta admit, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that film at all. Oh, I, I grew up with it. I love it. I love that movie. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I, it's an odd duck, for sure. Not what you were expecting when you see it, but I don't know. I still love it. Anyway, I guess we'll, we'll have to I'm wrap it up. I'm shocked that you have so many notes. I was like, oh, this movie, we're going to be so in and done. Because I don't really think there's a lot of meat on the bone. I I honestly, truthfully, like there's been there, done that. But it, it's it's competently made. I say that in one sentence, but yet I'm criticizing some of the decisions made of, of the, the storytelling. So maybe maybe I have to, I say I like it. It, 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 it looks good, but I feel like it's it's muddled, like I said, at the beginning, at least more so. And then and then they play it out a little bit more. So I think it could have been I think we could have been introduced to the brother better. Um, that story that the chowder heads talk about at the beginning. He's like, Ooh, that's the most bone chilling one. <laughs> what? What story are you talking about? Like, they're a hundred years old. Yeah. They're a hundred years old and they're drinking and smoking. That's they're not actually scared, they're fucking dying. Well, we're just getting the end of that story. We didn't see how it began, we didn't know what led up to it. Yeah, Who knows? That's why you guy wanted another brandy. It's like I'm even <laughs> The guy wants to go to sleep. I don't think that story was that great. Sears, yeah, Sears. I didn't. I didn't think Sears' story was that great. <laughs> I just got the, the, the fog story. If you told that story again, everything would have been great. Yes. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's got a great, great voice for those stories. Man, narration. Uh, she is scary to me. The snickering and the laughing in the house and put certain things. The one, one that one, what's his name dies, falls into the ice, and then you know the guy turns around and then she's there dressed all in black and she's just yeah. like laughing quietly. There's just a there's some freaking just some stuff you see on the screen that is just downright spooky to me. And just, and, her, and her face oh, is like uh, it's like uh, blurred. It's, yeah. I like I like that that uh, I like that scene. Yeah, anytime you see her like in the pictures and stuff, like the the reveal, even though yes. you can see it coming, I, I like the build of that. I, yes. I don't mind the simplicity of the story because the performances behind it are are strong enough to carry it. Yeah, that's fine. I I like everything about it. I <laughs> you know I'm uh I think everything is spelled out perfectly, more so than probably any other. Any other ghost story, uh, like of this time? I think the only one. I mean, if you consider Poltergeist a ghost story, that's that's different, or, or or you know, the original Ring, things like that. But I would say I prefer this movie to all the others. So I've, I'm one way into. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I think it's, it's amazing. Good. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Okay. It's one of my favorites, and I, I, I can't believe it. I don't own the blue, but the price never drops. It never drops. It's it, it's issued by uh, by Scream, yeah. and it's like seventeen, eighteen. I'm always waiting for the sale. It's for ten dollars or something or somewhere. I, do, I I tend not to spend that kind of money, especially on you know older movies. That's weird. I've had the, I've had the Scream forever, and I feel like I didn't pay a lot for it. But who knows? Maybe I caught it at a good time. 
Yeah, maybe. I but I didn't have it. I had to rent it on freaking um, oh, okay. something or other. I paid three dollars to rent it on. Oh no, I actually have the DVD. I was about to pay three dollars on Amazon to rent it, and then I told my wife, "I think I have the DVD." And then I had to go see. My DVDs aren't on display. Only some of them are because I only I have so much room. So I, the DVDs aren't a highlight. You know, they're 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 in, in, a, in a closet kind of. So I had to go rifle through them and, and forget. And I go, yeah, ghost story. I do have, but I don't have the blue one. I really want it. And I want to get into if there's any special features on it. I'd like to see that anything. You know. But, yeah. I love the movie. dancing in jail. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> and Bill Cosby's right beside him. That's crazy as shit. I, who knew at the time? <laughs> Bing Crosby or Bill Cosby? <laughs> Bing. Cro- Bill Crosby? I don't think Bill Crosby in Nash. Bill Crosby stills in Nash. <laughs> uh, I give this a six out of ten. Six and a half for me. Wow. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, for me, it's a 10 out of 10. What? <laughs> really? That's why you had so many notes. I am. I feel kind of bad now. Oh, this it's okay. Is I, I, all over again. <laughs> I think it's that damn good. I really do. I, 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 don't, I like it better than The Changeling. I like it better than all those other movies I mentioned. All those ghost stories, Thurve of Echoes. And again, The Ring is also a 10 out of 10 in Souls Poltergeist. So... You know, but but still, I mean, I, I think this is the perfect ghost story. It's better than burnt offerings. It's better than all those to me. I, I've always been. I like all these all these classic other ghost stories you're saying. I I just I don't see it. Maybe yeah. I owe this another watch. I don't know. It's always resonated with me. It just is. I almost like uh, a more unheard of one, the hearse. I think I remember liking that. I saw that better than this. <laughs> I gotta really? rewatch that though. I gotta rewatch that one. It's been a long time. I no, hey, that's great, man. I, I just yeah. wow. It's interesting. I know. And I wasn't sure what I was gonna give it until this past view. Because it's been I, I don't watch it all the time, but I've always been you know. So quite, to make the Hall of Fame? Oh wait. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, Jason Smith just posted he goes, I just watched this movie Ghost Story, nineteen eighty one. No one's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Marco Polo. <sighs> Awesome. I love okay. I love him. Yeah, he's, he, he, him is, <laughs> he is great. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we got to move on. We got a couple more to get through. Yeah, right. What do you guys want to do next? Don't matter to me. Hold on. I'm going to be back in 30 seconds. All right. I, I feel bad now. I, I had no clue he was coming in with a tenor. The guy's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying in the episode, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, it is. The man's lost well, his damn mind. are agreeing with us. There are going to be some fans of this movie. I, I, I consider myself a fan. I think six and a half is a good score. I own it. I would I would watch it again. But yeah, look, uh, that's the thing. It's such a weird. It's such a weird movie. I'd watch it again. There's yeah. nothing really like. It's watchable. It's just a little long. Like when I when I put it on, I see an hour and fifty. I'm like, Ugh. every movie this time we watched, we're we're all on a little bit of the longer side. I was like, fuck, Annihilation's an hour and fifty. This is an hour and fifty. Yeah, Session Nine was in out done pretty much. Yeah, that was under. Although I was lost because I didn't see Session One through Eight. <laughs> I knew it was coming. We all <laughs> knew it was coming, and I, I would have been mad if the joke wasn't. <laughs> Uh, I thought Dave said he was going to be right back, this fucking prick. <laughs> there he goes running by. What the? Front to back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
right. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. We kept, we kept the uh, the audio going. Yeah, we already finished the session nine review. <laughs> oh, <laughs> jokes on you because we're not doing session nine next. Oh. We're gonna jump forward. There's no rules. Nope. E H. No rules. We're gonna jump right to Alex Garland's annihilation from 2018. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. I got to shimmer something up out of the gate. Shimmer. I never said I hated the movie. I never said I hated it either. I Everyone thinks we hate it. I never really wanted to watch I had no <laughs> interest in rewatching this movie. I don't know why. I just was like, I saw it. I enjoyed it the first time. I wasn't excessively high on it. It didn't make my list, but I thought it was good. And I just was like, ah, I thought it was longer than it was. I thought it was over two hours. So then Brandon and I were just making a joke that two of these movies were pressing on the two-hour time. Like, and I really don't have patience. So people are wondering, what the fuck is with Christian in long movies? Sometimes, like, I love Mids- Midsummer, but for some reason, some movies, I'm just like, move it. Get going. Like, get And I don't minutes. love Midsommar. <laughs> Sorry, how do you say, wh- what's it called? I gotta choke the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> choke the Belial out of you. <laughs> And all I'll say is this is a thoroughly enjoyable movie. It's great, but I people are people forgetting it just looks like, like a modern mashup with the thing and aliens pointed together. It's great though. Yeah, but like it's not that like I mean it's not the second coming. No. It's well done. It looks beautiful. It, it does. It's it really well amazing. it's really well shot. Everything, especially about the shimmer and everything you see once they enter the shimmer is the highlight of the film for me. The story gets a little confusing at the end, even though I like it. And uh, the ending is very, uh, yeah, very, very thing, but with a much more clear cut answer based on the glimmer. Well, spoil the shimmer in their the, sh- the glimmer, the glimmer. In, the glimmer or the shimmer in their eyes. Is Mariah Carey? Yeah, glimmer man. <laughs> I thought we're doing Glimmer man, right tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the number 45. No, we're doing movie. glitter. Yeah, Mariah Carey. That's why I said that. <laughs> oh, is that why? Oh, <laughs> this is the number 45 movie of the top 100 as voted. So uh, a lot of people like it. It was my number 10 of the year that it came out. I want to say that was, what, three years ago? And correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the movie that may have started the trend that we're going to see now, as I alluded to earlier about the WB and all that, or whatever the hell with our movies. Wasn't this movie, uh, you know, it kind of has big big names in it and stuff. Didn't it just not come to theaters and debut right on Netflix and, and some other streaming things? I remember Netflix. that being... That's where I saw it, yeah. Like it was on Netflix, and it also came on Prime around the same time, maybe Hulu. Either way, I'm pretty sure... That, I remember this not coming to theaters and that being a big deal at the time. That because it had it was, a theatrical release, but I think they did it like like around simultaneously. The same time. Yeah, because it didn't yeah. do well box office wise. I mean, it has a, a big budget. It's like a forty million dollar budget, and it's right. sort of and it broke even at the theaters. But I I didn't feel like this was considered a flop. Where did it break even? <laughs> at the Midsommar Theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't shoot we're, we're all gonna just shit on each other <laughs> the theater. yeah the theater yeah, yeah everyone always makes fun of the way i say theater theater, yeah. <laughs> like Mr. The Fucking theater. Shakespeare, 
Mister. A Midsummer Night's Dream at the theater. She's a dead girl before. No, she's before me. It's Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't shit anybody for the movie. Like I said, looks gorgeous. Well, I think it's the the style of dialogue. I mean, it, it's very that. There's a style of movie that seems to be coming along, and there's a few movies. I I, tr- I was trying to think of another example to list, and of course now I don't have one, so my argument is pretty shit, but maybe you guys can think of it when I describe it, where everybody delivers their lines almost like monotone. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it's 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 playing into that ooh. surreal sort of tone that, that sort of everything in this world is sort of otherworldly, which sort of plays into what this film is sort of about. I didn't notice that, but I, I, Black Coat's daughter, maybe they talk that way. Yeah. I remember that was one of Jamie's complaints at the time. She's come around, yay! Anyway, <laughs> she's the fan of it now. But uh, is that what you were thinking of, Black Coat's daughter? Well, that, that, that's speak- a good example. I was, was just—I was trying to pull a couple of other examples out. Oh, it was like like that, and I'm like, the other one. Um, oh, damn it! There's another one. Killing um, of a sacred deer is done thank weird. You. That's that was I was I, that was what came to my mind, but that one was more. All the dialogue is is it's just delivered weird, like it's it's delivered like with no emotion whatsoever, which is very bizarre, but but intriguing. And here, it just what happens is I feel like it, it pulls the energy of the movie down a little bit. So you're just like, I think if they if if things were a little bit more lively, it would get the pace going. Again, it, this was a decision made, but. As a viewer of the movie, this is what I didn't like about it, or or what I would have done differently. Or, or I, I don't think you can do it differently, though, given where we're starting from. We're starting from a place where her husband has disappeared, vanished for a year, then sort of turns up out of nowhere, and she meets up with all these female characters who it's revealed they're all, you know, flawed or struggling in life in some drastic way, whether it's addiction or self harm or cancer or you know the loss of a daughter. So they're all sort of like, I mean, I know that they use the phrase suicide uh, mission when it's not, you know, it's not really that. They're just sort of committed to this because they don't really care whether they come back. So what, what, oh. what's happening behind the scenes here then? then obviously, they're, they're trying to go for something a lot more than what they're showing at face value. And, and yeah. every good movie should do. But uh, again, I, I, I feel like it's messy here. Again, I'm using this term a lot. No, I don't. I don't find it messy here. I enjoy. I love the opening. I love the folk music that's playing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I love that. Speaking the, of that, that's uh, Crosby, yeah. Stills, and yeah. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> if it's. My dad's like, this sounds like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm not it sure is. if it's young. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, no, not, it's, really it's not Bing Crosby either. So. <laughs> Bing Crosby. Stills. <laughs> uh, is it Crosby? Yeah, the the meteor hitting the lighthouse, all that's really cool. All oh, you know, really cool. I, I I I enjoyed this a lot this time around. No, I was hoping to hear that. It's such a scary idea to me. That that the, that messes with me. That something could come along, boom, just like that, and it's coming in. And the way it's portrayed, what she says at the end, not to skip to it, but whatever. It's not necessarily. I mean, the what's her name says annihilation and goes through that that one scene. But I mean, it's not trying to destroy. It's trying to create create something new. Yeah, yeah. That is a scary thought because 
what's to stop that from happening? Like, yeah, I, it's, I, I'm it, yeah. Ponder it daily. Yeah, there's like, no, the there's no here. malevolence here. It's not doing it to be evil. It's not doing it to right. destroy Earth. It's doing it because, in the realm of you know all these possibilities, it crash landed here, and this is what it does. Right. Which is why it's you're right. It is scarier that uh, to me it's scarier that way because it's not it's not trying to harm us. It's just changing us and change and something new is always scary. The best scene is not the bear attack or the stupid alligator attack or whatever. I love both of those. It it is when the the sort of offshoot of the bear or or the skeletal version of it comes in. Yes, that sequence is the film's best sequence. Oh man. are you talking about in the house? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scares yeah. that come out, or the screams, sorry, scares, screams that come out of that. that oh, my hits God. Me. Um, yep. it, it, there's, there's something about the way that that scream is. It's so unsettling and unnerving. Mm. That is, like, I enjoyed this movie more this time, too, to be honest. Yeah. I just feel like it's not, I'm not, again, and maybe this is great, this is what's good about movies. I don't have to be along for every a ride for, along for the ride for every portion of the film. It just when when you are, of course, then your enjoyment is sky high. And this one, I feel like I'm like oh, I don't know if I like that. I wish this was done a little bit differently. But again, to judge the movie for what we get and what's presented to us, there's a lot of good here for sure, and and some great. But that sequence alone is my favorite, and it's it is a, it's terrifying the way they I talk really about the the attack and. Uh, mm how like her last memories got transferred onto the bear. Yeah. That's what lives on. That's, a that's an, oh my God. Ooh, that's like yeah, because that's what it's done. It's like everything's becoming one. And that's so why you see like. Transformed, so, so to speak, right? That, that's how I took it. Like that yeah, was every, a different creature. That was the creature, but evolved almost. Yeah. Like but taking did you see on the side of its head. There was also the woman's skeletal yeah. skull face. So it's there. Oh my so, God. Like the thing. And again, it's, it, 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 like the thing, sure. Like I, this view, I was like, this is the thing. And again, with the people with the packs going in, it's the alien, not aliens, but alien oh. thing where we've seen numerous times where they go in. I'm not saying it, this is it, this is totally d- derivative, but it just, those two movies definitely came to mind. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And even that scene at the, at the bear scene, like you were saying before, the three of them being tied up in a chair that way. Totally a tribute to the thing. There's no question that was on their mind when they did that. Tied to this fucking couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, the three being tied down like that. That's what I was thinking. Oh, look, another, another. I think that's done with intent. I think they're, they're you know, they're nods to those movies. They have to. I, the way I look at it. I, I, I don't know enough about the director or, or whatever to, to say that. But I that love, one scene when they find that guy in, in that place and oh, you see yeah. half here and all that other flowery effed up shit and this and that and then you see half of his skull at the top of it oh dude that's yeah. amazing that's like the thing like in the middle of metamorphosis very much when they cut him open and his insides are moving and, and then he, so, he just sort of that's him sitting in the pool and he sort of just grew into like a plant the same way what's her name Josie sort of just dude that's scary that the, her character just sort of Succumbs I like to it. It's scary. I, I want my backyard landscape with some of this shit. <laughs> I want those. I want those deer. Those <laughs> oh, those deer are awesome with flowers on their feet. Yeah. Flowers. Oh, they're but cool. that's like kind of like what Joe, what Josie does. The uh, the character. She sort of just. She says she doesn't like. She accepts it. She accepts it, and then she, she sort of walks off, it? and she she just becomes one with it, which yeah. is terrifying and and poetic I, at the same time. I agree, but the thought that that could just happen that easily—that all of a sudden your existence just changes instantaneously yeah. because 
something happens to you mentally. And she's like, she wants to, she wants to uh, face it and you want to confront it. She goes, and I forgot what the line was. I think I even wrote it down. She doesn't want to do either. Yeah, and then she walks away. Yeah. Next thing you know, you turn her. She turns around, follows her, and she's one of them. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. fucking. That's crazy. Time, correct? Like they're in there for uh, weeks, but they only think it's been like a day or two. Yeah, they well, she, she's yeah. yeah, she's in there from she's in there for like four months total. You know, when they're interviewing her at the beginning, but uh, they immediately lose like four days instantly. They wake up and they're like tents. Yep. Yeah, in the tents. You guys remember setting up the, the tent and like no, and they go, "Well, we've been here for four days or whatever." That's freaking damn. That stuff that messes with me. And the scene in the house is really cool, also because even though you see the pitch of the of the house facing down, it almost looks like it shouldn't make sense. Like the water's flowing. Like it seems like it's flowing the wrong way. Like everything about this movie just is very uh, mind mind fuckery. Yeah, right. it's off. And, and, and that's and maybe that's why they don't explain it. But they, when they when they oh we've lost four days. I want uh, I want a little bit more on that. They, and they don't. They just we lost four days. On to the next scene. And I think that's where I need it to 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 focus on and, and say, well, why? What's going on here? What's happening? And, and <laughs> it's funny because usually I'm not like that. Usually it's like okay, get to the next the next stuff. But I feel like I need more explanation. I think they over explain the ending by showing the video. I guess they needed to show that, but by showing that old video, I feel like they've explained that the guy that's in the real world, who we suspected is not maybe himself, but is definitely not himself, and and the, the replicant or or yeah, Kane. Yeah, and I feel like they, they missed an opportunity to maybe keep that more mysterious. But I, I still think the mystery is there because even though they're both shimmering at the end. You clearly see that the Natalie Portman that gets out of there is the one that went in. But yeah. it doesn't matter which one get out because once you're in the shimmer, you're changed forever. So it didn't matter. So the cane that left, it didn't matter that it was the replicant because wh- whatever goes into the shimmer becomes something completely new. True. And what I like that. Yeah, I, I kind of like it too. And what it means for the future of mankind, I, I don't know. Does it continue to create something new and and – change mankind for what it is or is it just these two entities like when they destroy the shimmer at the end the shimmer's gone so are these two just left to die out of what's left for the shimmer or are they going to change uh earth into into what they had you know what i mean like i don't know and i i don't mind that in this case i know i'm very you know you know it's it changes movie to movie for me but that's just the way it is in this case i'm okay with uh open-ended interpretations just like we'll see in our next film review. <laughs> the filmmaker's response to society's new take and, and everything else about no gender, everything's gender neutral and, and, and everything. Like mm. you can, I'm, I'm making a joke here, but if you really wanted to, you could deep dive to it because this is what it's become now. Uh, you got Elliot Page. I don't care. I don't give a shit. You know about this Elliot Page thing? Yeah. And, no, and, I, I never heard that before. Uh, Ellen Page Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. I don't even know who Ellen Page is. So Juno. No, Juno. Only, only, only Page I know. Art Candy Juno. That's her. Oh, stop, stop. She's stop. she's trans now. She's a she's a she's Elliot Page now. Are you serious? And yeah. Netflix that girl? has gone back and changed all the credits to be Elliot Page in the series. On the I mean, she's she's been out for a long time, but now she came. I out. didn't even she's know. Trans. I didn't the know. Oh, I didn't know anything. I adore her. The only thing to bring that, the reason I bring that up is this is what's <laughs> going on now. Um, yeah, and God forbid you say her, him, whatever, because we're privileged and we shouldn't be speaking on this and stuff. It, it drives me crazy because you 
you, you know what? Like, this is not the way I was brought up. I don't care. I'm, I'm saying I don't care, but give me time to adjust. But I feel like where I'm going with this is the argument that the director can make is that this is creating new life and new ways of thinking. And you're right. What is the ultimate effect afterwards? Yeah. And, and what do people have to adjust to? Um, the shimmer may be gone, but we all know people. We're all animals, humans, and plants. <laughs> We're all the same. <laughs> so, as, but, In a I, way. The, the reality would be that... Um, there could easily be a sequel to this that explains the aftermath, but I don't want that. I don't want it either. I just I want plant people it. in my uh, garden. <laughs> I I just like it for what it is. Why'd you call me that? Diego? <laughs> What'd you say? That movie we did way back. Oh, Matango. <laughs> oh, you said Dago, right? <laughs> no, I said Matango. Oh, Matango. Matango, okay. the mushroom people. That's a good, that was a good movie. Dago. Dago? <laughs> Dagobah? <laughs> Dagobah. We're going to Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> no, R2, we're not joining the others. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I have a promise to keep to an old friend. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's, I got to take this back. I never noticed in this movie and in Black Coat's Daughter and in the other one, a sacred deer, that they were talking a certain way. Isn't that odd? Someone pointed that out to me later. Sacred like now. Is, there's no question. That's a whole different way of delivering dialogue. It's almost like they're going through a dialogue read, uh, but that's what they're putting to, put, putting to film. This is just more... It's just more toned down. It's like they stripped away the emotion. And again, maybe to go to his to his part to, to make it kind of draw parallels to like... Uh, yeah, humans we're we're uh, expressionists and emo- we we have emotion and maybe by stripping it down, it, it, there's something to be said there as well, um, because the shimmer is just a replicant in the sh- sense uh, and doesn't know emotion. Yeah, it's just so weird. I didn't notice it, but that's a good. Maybe that's why. Maybe th- that does make sense that we're not showing emotion or something. But then again, they they could hardly be excited to go on this. Like, imagine if the world was coming to an end in a manner of speaking, and all these people knew it. They're probably not going to be one bit jovial. They're like sitting there like, well, pretty soon the spot that we're standing on is going to be overtaken by this. The entire freaking existence as we know it is changing. So maybe it's just a melancholy vibe because of, you know, what's happening. Like in the beginning, when we see her, she's a little sad. And then she bumps into the guy that she had the affair with. Yeah. And that seems like a normal conversation. He's like, oh, you yeah, can't. That's, keep, that's really you know the only mean? normal part of it. Because then she sort of reflects on losing Kane. He shows back right. up. He's changed. And then they're, you know, they're kidnapped in that area X. And so it, it doesn't give you much time to really feel normal right. human emotion before it kind of gets into, you know, the, the depth of these characters and what the shimmer's all about. But I think that makes sense for the movie. That yeah, people, no, I'm fine with that. People, they have the knowledge that though everything's going to change now. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess they would have to be kind of down, downtrodden. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I didn't notice those. Like I said, but until someone points those things out to me, sometimes I don't notice. So now next time I go to watch Annihilation, I'm going to be looking for it. It's going to be in the back of my head, just like it was with with Sacred Deer in Black Coats. I'm like, oh, maybe they are talking slower or, or whatever or delivering lines a certain way. It's odd that I don't notice it. That's all I'm saying. And it's also odd that I didn't realize, B, this was like one of my few, not a complaint, but a, something I was going to say that was a, maybe not lazy in the script, but I wish would have been something different. But you straightened me out. I thought they were saying, when the girl was explaining um, 
to um, what's our lead's name? Natalie Portman's character. Lena. Uh, Lena. Okay. When she was explaining to her when they were in the canoe that um, about everybody's problems. And yeah. When she said the one girl is, is an addict. Yeah. And the other girl, you're not seeing her arms. She's not showing your arms because of, of marks on her arms. And then 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 uh, Lena says. Oh, suicide, and then she says, "No, I think she was just trying to feel alive." Yeah, I took that as something. You are right. I took that as she was freaking shooting heroin, and I was uh, thinking track marks. Yeah, right, she's a, she's a cutter. But I, I when I heard about marks on the arm and them being covered up by a sleeve, I immediately went to heroin. That's just my my mentality. Yeah, she's got track marks. So I was like, that's a little bit lazy. That one's an addict, just an addict, and this one's into heroin. I'm like. But now, now yeah. it makes better sense. She was a cutter, yeah. I, but so I'm glad you said that. I it it registered as heroin to me. I, I thought of track marks. You know, <laughs> you know, that's just what I took from it. We ran some tests and it registered as heroin. <laughs> <laughs> In my effed up freaking brain, man. Smack. <laughs> I'm this... glad they showed that though, dude. But what Christian? That helped me understand the movie more. The thing that you didn't like to see. When the, with the guy in the grenade and and what he says, and then he even says to the girl, he's a part of me. He says to his other one, and he says, "Make sure you go find Lena." And he says, "I will." And then, to me, I guess I needed that explanation. I could understand you saying that it's overstated or or whatever. I guess for me, it it, it helped me to understand it more. So I don't know, I'm glad they showed that. It's like one of my favorite sequences to go and you see the film. And but only thing I don't get is if he already blew off the grenade. How come at the end of the movie the grenade blew off again? Was it a different grenade? Remember when when Lena hands it to the um, the one that's mocking her, and it causes that causes the whole fire. If the grenade already went off, why did it go off a second time? Is it a different grenade? I'm assuming it's a different grenade, but you would think if one grenade went off, it would have destroyed it all. But I guess there's no rules in the Shimmer. Well, that's true. I guess there are no rules because what happens would never happen the way the fire spreads and everything else. I mean, look, <laughs> he, he blows he blows it up. And he just sets on fire, and he's all crispy. But yet, when she gives it to her replicant and blows right. it up, the whole lighthouse goes up. So right. it's sort of like, like everything's changing constantly, and we don't really know what it is. Which yeah, is, I never questioned it. Yeah. yeah. What, what about the video that seems to just be left? Everything's a video hint. It seems to be left. That to me is the lazy script writing, in the sense of like little clues that have been lent, left at like different sites that they. Uh, like the memory card at the mess hall and stuff. The but thing. that's smart. After so many failures, one group goes in and someone finally has the presence of mind. Hey, we keep coming in after this group and this group. We're the third group that's come in. Why don't we document something just in case we don't make it? Maybe they can figure out what the hell is going on here. Yeah. I, think that's, I would have that I, idea. Okay, I, I agree. That, that that makes sense. But you don't think the first group, they're going into something that you've never seen before. You're talking they're about just, the dude that... They're not the first the group, though. Cheetah. No, I'm just saying... The other no, group fired them. You're, right, like, I get you. You're talking about found footage people saying, oh, my God, I'm filming right. everything because I'm getting chased by whatever. You're saying that first group wouldn't have gone in with cameras galore because they don't know where they're going into. That's going to be documented thoroughly. Uh, yeah, I think that they – well, here's what they did. They said that they sent three different groups in or something, uh, groups of three or four, whatever. I think they just had the, the mentality of uh, – the army mentality. Like like Predator, for example, going into the jungle. Let's see what's going on here. I don't think their mentality was that, but now we have people that are scientists and that think about it a different way. That's the to me, I could see that happening. That they never stop to think about that because they're just soldiers. They're just going in there to to tackle on this mission. 
Did you know what I mean? Not... That training? She was in the army for seven years. Okay, I couldn't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's good. Yeah. She spent seven years in the army and then is doing what she's doing. And that's how she met her husband, who's a, a sergeant, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And she you has know? real life army training. She was in the Israeli army. Really? Yeah. She's from Israel, Natalie Portman. Oh, that's right. Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah. isn't she great? All Israelis have to serve in the army. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Really? Yeah. Really? If you're born there, you have to serve in the army at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I think great. it's two years at least. Wow. That's uh, the more you know. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> She's adorable, too. She's yeah, she is. I didn't realize how small she was until I saw her compared to these other women. And it's not like they're big, but I mean, I don't know. Man. She's something. Did you ever see that video she made when she rapped? I love her. You never saw any of the Portman rapping? No. Yeah. Look it up. Oh, it's freaking badass. Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee's been making a major comeback, eh? Like, yeah. she was in The Hateful Eight, uh, yeah. this, uh, and there was one other movie that I is escaping me right now as well, but all of a sudden, like, she seemed to disappear for a bit, and then, boom, she came back with, like, uh, a couple of heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the Amityville movie. I think that was the first time she came back. That Amityville, uh, whatever, Awakenings. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and we saw her in Hateful Eight. And then this or whichever one of those two came first. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see she's back. Definitely. But I think this is a really clever movie. I, I, was it based on a book? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I think it's yeah, a clever it's, idea. it's a novel. Yeah, it makes sense that it would be. Because, you know, you're world building. Anytime you see somebody go into there, I think it's cool. I, I really do. And, and the kills we get, we get some good kills, like, gore-wise. And at no point do I not feel this is horror. Even though it's not presented maybe that way. But as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is a freaking horror movie. Yeah, this is, this is a, to me, this falls right under like sci fi horror. Yes. Sci fi horror. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Sci fi horror. Like, I mean, I think the thing is more horrific. I think sure. Alien's more horrific. I think this one is that, yeah. Although I, I, I talked about the merging of, of two movies that I think are perfect films from that, that, that standpoint. Sure. Uh, this merger, like, I guess you can argue, like, there, a lot of people had it on their top 10 list or favorite list that are horror fans, so who might argue with them? But it's definitely not as the forefront. Yeah, I'm done. You know what? Like, I know, like, we talk about this so much, but, like, I'm I'm past the point of arguing. If it feels, if I feel like it's a little bit horror, I'm counting it as a horror. I have a movie that's going to be very high on my list at the end of the year that is argument you could argue is not even remotely horror. So yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm like I'm done. If you if right. it's, you know, but nobody that's like, fine. Me, yeah. like I said, my new rule is uh, because it's helping me. Anytime I can eliminate things, just like with the slasher list that year when we did this year of the slasher, we said we're not going to take slashers that are giallo-like, and we're not going to take slashers that come... They're only going to be North American slashers. And we left off because, Texas Chainsaw, which a lot of people thought was right. a weird omission, but we said that's a gang of killers for the most part. Right, we had our reasons, but it made it easier because we can't... Right, but we couldn't watch every movie. We, we, we can't watch 300 movies. We watched 150 movies. It's a lot of movies, but we did it. It's the same thing now with horror in me. In, 20, in modern horror, there are so many fringy movies, but there are still so many straight-up horror movies that for me, in order to eliminate, that's why I said I'm not going to watch The Fringe anymore because like, I'm watching 60 movies this year. I can't watch 150 movies this look, year. I'll say, look, so I'll that's say what that's, I'm doing. I'll, I'll, I'm fine with that. I respect that for the sake of this, but all I'm saying is like on the year-end show, because Christian just said he, he has one, I might have one or two that are fringe. 
it's okay. eventually get to see some of these films that we might talk about because I've, even though they might be fringe, you might not count them as straight up horror. They're made for horror film fans. Dude, that's fine. I have no problem watching them. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying. I just time constraints at this point. Yeah. For the sake of making a list yeah. for a show, a horror list, or putting it on paper, or putting it on anywhere. You know what I mean? For a horror list, I'm gonna categorize only for that reason. That when I get to that time of year, I'm gonna say this is my top 20 horror movies, and there there might be some fringe movies that are not here. But it isn't that I'm against a movie or I'm trying to be a gatekeeper or any of that shit. I just need to find a way to eliminate. So any any anything that helps me eliminate is good because like I can only watch so like I'm gonna end up with 60 this year. And that's fine. That's what uh, around what I set out to do. So that's the only reason why. I didn't mean to go off topic, but but we just did. Whatever. <laughs> that that's what we do. But th- that shepherd kill to me looks like the most realistic slit throat torn throat thing I've ever seen like we see when they when after the bear gets her and and Italy Portman goes out and looks and sees the way it looks to me I think that's the only time in a movie where I think if I saw somebody with a slit throat that's how it would look wait which one was was Shepard the one who tied them up or was she the one who was dragged off Shepard's the one that got killed by the bear well two get killed by the bear well, the one that what, Natalie Portman finds becomes the bear. Remember, Natalie Portman finds her in the. In the, in the oh, okay, yeah, that okay, yeah, that. The, the the first one, the one who lost her daughter. Yeah, the one who's there, and you see like her throat, and and there's just like a a thing in there that's like flappy. To me, that's what if somebody got their throat slit, it would look like instead of. And I love these in slashers. We all do when you see someone get their throat slit and the blood comes out. We love it. But for some reason, when I saw that last night, when I watched it, I said to myself, I think that's what it, it would look like in real life. That's more, that's probably the most horrific slashing of a throat I've ever seen. Just the aftermath. And that's where the horror comes through because the, the, the gruesomeness of the kills and what they show are not afraid to show you uh, is definitely reminiscent of, of horror, so, uh, modern horror. And, and again, that aftermath, the actual <laughs> face being yeah, and it's only and it's only two kills really in this film, but they're very gory. And also the fact that like when Kane returns and you know he sort of starts bleeding and stuff like that, it feels like uh, starts to feel like infection horror. And and you know, yeah. So it's 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 a blending of sort of different subgenres of horror in here. Yeah, it's a body horror. I mean, the girl looking yeah. at her hand and seeing the thing in there—that's freaking terrifying. Yeah, dude. And then there's all the other stuff about the characters, which we don't have time to get into, but everything about why would he volunteer to go? And then we find out about the cheating. You know what I mean? The affair that's happening and what's going on with their characters and how she feels bad. I owed him. She owed him for more than one reason, and she wanted to go out there. There's a lot of character stuff in this movie that we don't have the time to get into, but it's there. And that's one of the good things about it. And as far as the end of the movie... My wife said something to me, and it stuck with me. And I, I think that different people have different interpretations. Should I do of the dishes now? <laughs> right <laughs> now, empty the dishwasher. No. <laughs> um, when I watched this movie with her, like the year it first came out, not this last time, but at the end of the movie, she says to me, "She goes, oh, she goes, I like what they did there." I go, I go, how do you interpret it? She goes, she knows that he's not real. That, that, but there's a piece of him in there, and she is more real than that. But she is clinging to him just because that's the closest she's ever going to get to him again. It's like a depressing freaking thing. It's like, this is all I have left of him. I'm going to hold him, and I'm going to love him, even though I know it's not him. 
This is what I feel I have to do. This is my connection. And I was like, wow, that's a freaking thought. Oh, and I, anybody- I like yeah. that because it's, it's like they're clinging to each other before they completely lose themselves to what they become. Especially from her end because he's basically gone. He just has whatever little piece is left of him. But like she is more with it, closer to being what she yeah. when when she came out. So she's so desperate for any type of love, especially after she's had the affair and she knows that she loves him and everything else. And she's clinging just to that, almost like clinging to a memory of someone. In a yeah. manner of speaking, this is all I have in the world, and I, and I'm I wish it was really him, but it's not. But I'm gonna have to just settle for this. Yeah, it's freaking depressing. But, it is depressing. I wonder if the novel explains more about what it means for them. If I mean, if they stuck, you know, to it in terms of the ending, if the shimmer disappears in the novel, you know, is it over? Are they gonna? I mean, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, into the it, shimmer. And that that scene with Ventress at the end, close to the end, is amazing. Annihilation, and she goes into all that. And I love those crystal, those crystal trees, and all that other stuff outside. Yeah. I could go on and on, but we can't. I love the giant butthole in the cave. It's all it's all it's all veiny. <laughs> yeah, it it's 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 fucking gaping, man. <laughs> in the uncut version, you actually see Natalie Portman wiping it back to front. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we better wrap it up. We uh, yeah. To- yeah. Um, I, eight out of ten for me. Nine. Nine for me. So nothing's right. changed. It was my number ten that year. I gave it a nine out of ten. I haven't budged. I'm I'm seven point five out of ten. It's uh, I, it was it's enjoyable. It's enjoy enjoyable film. I liked it. Uh, I feel as as equally as I did when I first saw it. I don't even remember when I gave it initially. I don't remember either. No, what I gave it. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, I don't remember what you gave it. Fuck you. I, I was like, that could go either way. Yeah. It came off like it could go either way. Well, yeah, no, definitely check it out. It's not, is it on American Netflix still? No, it's not on Netflix. It. I actually watched it on demand. One of the channels on demand, FX on demand. And I watched it and I got an hour into it and I stopped it and I went back to finish it. And it started over and it doesn't have the fast forward function. I'm like, you motherfucker. So what I had to do was watch it illegally on the computer, went upstairs and put the last, you know, half on, on one of these streaming sites. Cause how ridiculous is that? Like, I'm not I, like it started over. Like, <laughs> fuck that. That's a pain in the ass. Well, that was annoying. Yeah. So yeah, it's All not right, on Netflix. So. Uh, All right. One more. one more, one more. And it's session nine from 2001. Tensions rise within an asbestos cleaning crew as they work in an abandoned mental hospital with a horrific past that seems to be coming back. This one's written and directed by Brad Anderson. Okay, Brandon, I think I remember you saying a few episodes back or there was something alluded to that you hate this film. (sighs) The first few times I've seen this film, I liked it. I just didn't blow it the way other people did. And I'll say this time watching it, I I was wrong. I don't know why I didn't love this film from the start the way I love it now. Yeah. It took me three, three views. So I was hoping this would be a fit for you. This was my third view of it. That's and I, you know what? Too. And I'm like, this, this film is made for me. I, I always so felt like it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen it. I always felt like it relied too much on the atmosphere and, and, and just sort of like, just sort of like slow, dreadful atmosphere and not enough happened. But 
watching it now, I'm like, there's so much there and there's so much open to interpretation. And by the end of this movie, you have like three or four different interpretations that could all make sense. And are, and that's completely fine with me. I don't need a definitive answer here. To me, in my mind, I have a definitive answer. Me too. But, but I still love the fact that it, there is open-ended interpretation. I say I've always liked this movie. I've always liked it. And this is I, probably my third time watching it too. And I, you know what? I think this is, might be my highest rating of it too. It is crazy. Yes. But I've always, yes. I've always liked it. I, that's why I was like shocked when Brandon, I'm like, is he punking us or, or whatever? <laughs> because I've always thought it was probably in the, maybe the seven to eight range, no question, just going by the memory of the two times. But this was my favorite watch. The character, the acting is great. This is, in my, in my opinion, the best shot on video film. This was shot on video. Was it? I guess that I'm a fan of SOV now. I was really looking forward to seeing it. It was because it was a professionally made movie. And I don't know if it was because of them using the actual location. Because they're outside a lot. And they're in other locations a lot. But they, they made the decision to go with, to shoot it on video. As opposed to uh, film. And again, this talks about why story is important. And why composition's important and lighting's important because they lit it like a, a, a film, they shot it like a film, and it, and it works. And it's fucking effective, man. And the performances are great too. Like even David Caruso, who the, the downfall of David Caruso is he is a good actor, but the down we just know him from him pulling off his sunglasses and putting them on constantly for Miami or whatever that fucking CSI movie. Miami. This yeah. was one year before CSI Miami started. This this was like his audition for CSI Miami. <laughs> And I've he, never watched it, so I don't know anything about well, it. Well, right after this, in 2002, he started it on CSI Miami, which ran for like 10, 11 seasons. So that was, I mean, he was Horatio in this. He was, it was like Felatio his audition. <laughs> yeah, Felatio <laughs> Kane. And what's his name? Um, Corey Feldman was great in this. <laughs> Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. Yeah. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. I knew there was going to be Gordon jokes. When the, I did, too. Hello, goes. Gordon. Perfect. Hello, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so the dude that's married that has the baby and whatever, he yeah. looks like he's 50-something in this. I looked at his age. I think he was 35 when this movie was made. Peter, Mullen, Peter Mullen was... Oh. I would have guessed, I don't know, 42 or something. No, I would have thought... 50. According to this, he was like 41 when they filmed this, but... Really? I would have guessed that he was in his fifties. Yeah, he okay, just looks, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna be forty-one next. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying I look amazing, but I don't think I look like Peter Mullen. He looks like he's been through some shit. You look like Peter Mullet with that fucking. Head. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking scum! Just want to fucking. He may be partying in the back, but I'll make sure he's business in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Mullethead. <laughs> I got nyctophobia about that one. It's so weird that that was said in that movie. That seems like something that would that would be said in modern films. Like in two thousand, people yeah. weren't like as um, sympathetic about people that had like a diagnosed thing. Like they said, okay, it's fear of the dark. Back back in those days, they would they probably would have busted his balls, but they but they didn't. They were cool about it. That's like more of a modern thing to me. But I mean, it's cool. I just something I noticed yesterday. I'm like, huh, at least they're, you know, they're sympathetic to to what he's going through. Another movie with different four different characters all going through different things. And man, isn't that weird? We have these three movies, right? And they all center pretty much about four characters. Am I right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. This one has, well. There's the Chowder Society. There's the four that go into the Shimmer. Right, or is it five? Five go into the Shimmer. <laughs> oh, my mistake. Who's one gets the you. voice? Who's the damn voice of the guy doing the session? Because that voice is amazing. And Indeed. it is the most haunting yeah. voice you know what I like about that? It, it sounds almost like a little bit like David Caruso, which I like for in terms of opening up to interpretations when you get to the end of this film and stuff like that. It, it sounded a little bit like like his voice to me. I wonder if they just altered it. Like, we'll have to look it up. I didn't look even think of looking it up. Because when you think about it, David Caruso's character, uh, Phil, is really the, you know, Gordon's sort of uh, rational mind. <laughs> throughout sure. this film, kind of he trying to pull that at the end. Yeah. yeah. It gets repeating in his head. Yeah. Time for you to open your eyes. Yeah, yeah you're right. I need to wake up. Yeah. I need you to That's come true. back with me, you know, and stuff like that. It's funny because I was thinking of Jigsaw, you know. Hello, Dr. Gordon. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Gordon. Hello, Dr. Gordon. How are you, Dr. Gordon? Come here, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but that voice and the end of the movie, the last thing we hear in the movie is... It, very haunting to me. I live yeah. in the weak and the wounded. Doc. Dude, that's freaking haunting. Oh, man. I, I was just looking quickly, and the only thing I confirmed was that dad was 35 years old, not 41. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Born in 66. I just, that's not what I was che- checking for. But 66? It, just... it says he was born in 59. Look at you guys. You looking at the same actor? What are you, you guys like? like? Mike's the guy that had the baby, no? No. No. Mike is no. the freaking guy that's going to college. Gordon has, the, the, Gordon has the, the baby. Mike's the one who was a lawyer. Yeah. His father was a lawyer. And this fucking guy. Yeah. That guy looked the youngest of all of them almost. That's not Mike. That's, that's uh. Not... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. In the background, that's Gordon. Yeah. These guys. I don't know. Peter, <laughs> Peter Mullen, who plays Gordon, is the one who's married to Wendy. Wendy yeah. Torrance. And has the baby. Mullen, there he is, holy shit. You like that, the Wendy Torrance comment. Oh, yeah. It's very Shining-like. Yeah, holy cow. Wow, <laughs> like, I think this just went up. 15 wow. out of 10. It, that's very cool. We're, yeah. we're just going to pause and wait for Christian to go through every IMDb actor. Until he's he going to go through every, he's in a production crew. I fucking right? hate you. With a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing that back. Who did the craft services while you're at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's the one who's t- who tells like the Patricia Willard story at the beginning, which was awesome. You know that stuff. Um, you have Mike, you got Hank, who was Josh Lucas, who found the gold and stuff, and Jeff, who was uh, Brendan Sexton, who played the nephew, and then Phil and Gordon. And Gordon's the one who's married and killed his wife and baby and stuff like that, and slowly loses his mind. And and of course, you see the clues throughout. You know. Brendan Sexton finds the Oreos in the van, which he had in his bag the day he went home. They find find the peanut butter, the Jif peanut butter, which he had in his bag. Wow, I never realized that. It was in his bag when he pulls up to his house the night he kills his family. It was in the bag, and then it shows up in the hallways. It's like, I'm like, oh, wow. man. This yeah, is it was Jif. Yeah. yeah. I remember that being there. That whole scene is scary as hell when that guy goes after that night and freaking yeah. digging the coins, and he, he sees that shadow, and he hears the noise. Yeah. 
That's why I don't go into places. What, what what are you doing here? And then he, and then he keeps saying it throughout. And oh. You're like, what the hell's going on? Is this a ghost or something? And then you realize, well, I mean, they it's give you enough of a clue when he flies the lobotomy pick, but when he, when that's all he's repeating and stuff, like that's awesome. So that <sighs> imagery of him going home and looking at the house. Do you think he's already has he killed his family at that point, or is that the night that it happens? That was the night that it happened. That's the night it happens. Yeah. Right. He, and then he goes into the story when he says he hit her. It actually. Um, sounds like it escalated. escalated. Yeah, we hear the sounds which are haunting, and uh, he killed the, of what happens there. So that's the saddest part is that he killed the dog. <laughs> the dog over the baby, really? Yeah, <laughs> he the beat baby. the baby to death with a dead dog. So they were already oh. at they were already at the uh, sanitarium doing the cleanup. No, this was Where the day the... they got the bid. The night they got the bid. The, the night they got the bid. So nothing from that sanitarium did anything. To to spark it, it just plays out like it just happens to be a gr- gruesome, crazy setting. Well, yeah, because he was being were, called to. He's the weak and the wounded. Yeah. He's already having problems at home. The baby was sick. They have a sleepless nights. Maybe he has a little trouble in his marriage. Yeah. And he really needs this job, he says. So he has financial troubles. He's mm-hmm. got a little – him and his wife have stress going on in the marriage and everything else. So he's there, and he gets called out, and it's like, you know – I live in the weak and the wounded. So he's the one that he went to yeah. first. He's the, in the but, weakest. But, and I totally agree with you yeah. 100%. But if you want to, just to play devil's advocate, if you want to go more the haunted by Simon route, that Simon was an entity that lived in the asylum, you know, after Mary Mary Hobbs died or whatever, sure. then you could just say, well, they did the tour. And he, and, he, and he heard the Hello Gordon in the tour, and he was actually leading the tour at one point, and, and the, uh, the guy showing them around, Bill, was like, Hey, uh, Gordon, why don't you let me lead? I know I know the way around. But he was, like, leading like he knew a way around. So if you want to say there was some malevolent entity that took over him and then he goes home and kills his wife that night, you can say that. But I agree with you the other way around from from, from my point of view. But there's it, just there's enough there. It all makes sense to me, and I have an interpretation which I think makes sense. And I wanted to watch all the stuff, and I just I had to get to bed last night to get up early to do this, but I watched the deleted scenes. And, and yeah, the I, don't, I don't own ending. this film. I never bought it because I never loved it as much as other people. Uh, took my and third. That, the first time I watched it, dude, I didn't even like it. I had a friend I went to high school with, and he recommended it to me. I said, really? Such a nice... I said, okay, I'll try it. And I watched it, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then <laughs> the second time I watched it, and I said, oh, you know what? That, that's pretty good. I like it more. And then the third time I watched it, I, I've been on board ever since. I've probably seen it like six times now. Yeah, this and just I, clicked I for me this time. And it's just like I need this movie in my collection. Yeah, there's there's stuff in there. There's there's freaking uh, uh, horrors, hollowed grounds where they they go back. There's a there's a documentary about it. There's something that says from from script to film or something. But all I watched last night were the deleted scenes, which introduce a completely different thing, which is somebody in the asylum still, like a homeless woman that's there. And what happens is you see her looking at a bunch of stuff, and she has this creepy room on the very top floor with all kinds of skeletons and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's nuts. And then at oh. the very end, when Gordon makes the phone call, she comes in, and she kills him. And then as he's dying, he lays down, and the parts that we see in, in the normal version of when they're just showing the picture, they're, they're, they're kind of like scanning through the pictures, and you hear what happened. It's actually him with a... a, a blood on half of his head dying laying on the ground and seeing all that play out and then that that's how it ends and then they said the, the weak and the wounded line 
comes there, that happens twice for some reason. Then they zoom in towards that chair at the end, and then they then they cut to credits. Interesting. Yeah, I, I got yeah. I got to see that. That's, Dude, uh, and the kill that's of the cool. one guy, the kill of the one guy, Mike. Remember when we see him, he's walking towards Gordon, or, and Gordon walks to, right up to him. In this version, Mike stops and looks up and sees, because we see this woman's POV a couple times. He sees that woman. He stops and he's looking at her, and she's like in this window that that's in the place. Oh, that's, and he's that's frozen Jeff. looking that's at Jeff. her. Jeff, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Jeff, he's frozen looking at her, and then Mike, pardon me, and then Gordon comes back, yeah. and he comes up from behind, and the guy turns around quick, and then he kills him. But because okay, it's distracted cool. by the woman. Yes, cool. so they took that woman completely out. Yeah, because in the movie, it's like it's almost like, oh, I, I took Oreos from your car. I hope it's okay. And he goes to like hug hug his uncle, and then boom, you know, just quick cut. Yeah, it's actually awkwardly done, but it it works. It, it's not it doesn't take away, but I I did notice it being kind of weird there. But and yeah, in a very fast sort of like ah, like. But I'm know, talking about the other guy. this mess. Uh, the yeah, <laughs> it was. So I'm talking about the other guy, the guy that plays the tapes. Oh, that's Mike. He's the one who's walking in the hallway. He's walking in the hallway, and that's what happens in the other, in the other, in the alternate take too. But he stops and he's looking up at a a window that's inside the building, like a like a. a oh, crevice. okay. Oh, so you are talking about Mike. Okay. Yeah, I was talking about him. So if you think about the normal version, they kind of meet head to head. They walk towards each other. Yeah. But in this one, he stops. He's frozen and he's looking up at that thing. And then Gordon comes from behind, and then he turns around quick, and then he kills him. I can't say I would I would have hated that because at that point he's one of uh, – I wrote down the order of the kills. It's unexplained why she's there, but they do kind of say something in the beginning, how they, they keep returning there so much. Yeah, it goes Hank, Phil, Mike, Jeff, and Craig. So, I mean, Mike's the third kill, but I wouldn't have minded if he was looking up. That would have just added an extra creepiness because he's just, he's just coming back from fixing the generator because Jeff was uh, – Jeff was stuck in the tunnels. He was stuck in that was a creepy scene. He's stuck. He's running in the tunnels and he's and the lights are going out. And he finally makes it outside and he's covering asbestos. That's another thing throughout this movie. They keep showing all this dust and asbestos. So you don't know if like everyone's losing their mind. It's just there's just so many different things to take from this film. But that thing that place is huge. It's gonna take I know that they said it was supposed to be a two week job. They keep referencing it, that'd be done in one week. I don't even know if two weeks would have been enough to do it. And well I think they, that's the whole thing. It's just a couple rooms. They're just not every room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well they're and they're, it's only a specialist because they're like pulling up the tile. They're yeah, there's like, different Yeah. So it was a lot of shit work. So just from the geeky standpoint, it was one of the first films to use Sony's twenty four P HD camera. So not traditional like 80s shot on video where you could just tell, but it still had like when some of the outside scenes, it still had that video look. But they said supposedly based on the space that they were using and the lighting equipment that they couldn't really get in there. This It'll make a good photography to be able to get certain shots with the natural light. That's It'll make a good double feature with video violence. Uh, yeah, or, absolutely. Or five five five. Oh boy, you know how much they're charging for those. Freaking VHS boxes. It makes me want to puke. What, of the shot on video stuff? Of freaking video violence and 555. The the amount of money that people ask for those turds. Anyway, whatever. I don't hate video violence, by the way. I never saw 555, but I don't hate video violence. Uh, it's the yeah. age when you could just print out a, co- a, a cover and make your own. How come? Yeah. Are there companies? Why aren't there companies reproducing retro VHS covers? Or are there? 
Well, number one, it's illegal. You have to get the rights to do it. And one of the companies that I deal with, if you watch the video for that, that thing I did for that company, Rotten Rentals, they, they do duplicate their own and they put like prizes and stuff in it, collectibles, and they sell it that way, but they make little minor changes on there to make it legal. But it's not, you can't just do that. You know what I mean? It's illegal to do it. You can't just reproduce freaking. So, but there's places you know? doing shirts left, right? Like, fr really like Friday Five. Licensing rights? I don't think they're getting licensing rights yeah. to, to reproduce these sh shirts. Like the Friday Five cover is just a, uh, it's an umpire's mask instead of. <laughs> <laughs> an umpire's mask. A catcher? That'd be great. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Look <laughs> at Christian. He's, he immediately covered his asshole when he heard catcher. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there should be a killer with like, oh there was what was that baseball slasher oh billy billy club yeah he did, didn't he wear a catcher's man yeah <laughs> well too late then okay but anyway this freaking movie uh, here's what's weird they tell that patricia willard story in the beginning and yeah. you think they're doing it for a reason and it ends up having nothing to do exactly with the tapes about mary and did you realize that mary that her gravestone was right where Gordon was having his lunch that day? Yeah, right under in the yeah, 444. Four, four, four. Yeah. I didn't see that till this time. Yeah. Man. It's it so... a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, detail in this film. Dude. Yeah, and then the, the one dream that we see Gordon have when he's there and he's bloody and, and you see he has the suit on. It's the, I think the only dream we get in the whole film. And then you see the yellow tape in the back and stuff. I was like, that's freaking creepy stuff, man. Usually you know, dreams, they're hit or miss, but they only show one, and I thought it really worked. And you see a lot of stuff that, that some of the characters see sort of out in the open later on in the film, meaning that, you know, uh, Gordon, who's been doing these, this killing, has brought these things out, like the red paint that Hank finds, and then he gets killed, like you see it later, like sort of on the main floor, like he's been moving stuff around to, I guess, hide bodies and stuff like that. And the mm -hmm. whole, I mean, the whole tape's about, you know, that I mean... Dude. I love it. I've watched a whole documentary on just listening to the tapes and stuff. You know, the whole like Billy living in the eyes. You know, princess in the tongue, and uh, yeah. and then the whole mystery behind Simon and uh, and them trying to figure out what happened in Lowell 22 years ago, and all of all that. And I like the way that that Mike at one point calls Jeff princess. Oh yeah, that one time he goes, yeah, princess. I'm like your fucking princess. Goes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't even realize it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then, did you realize that when Phil went by himself in the place, he comes to this – right before all the bad stuff happens, there's there's a thing. One side says patience and one side says staff. And yeah. he goes down the patient side. Like if he would have taken the other turn, his freaking fate could have been completely different. But, of course, he goes down the patient side, which doesn't make a lot of sense because patients aren't going to get out. So if you're trying to get out, that's the last way you want to go. But he does and – that's what happened. But maybe that plays into the whole like uh, everybody becoming a patient. A patient. Or, like I mean, it just reiterates that from a, a visual standpoint, which is kind of interesting and, and funny as well. What do you What do you right. make of the two the two guys that Phil's seen paying off? I think it's a drug because uh, what's his name alludes to it. He says that what well, everybody has a, has a an escape plan, and then he talks about how um, oh yeah how escape. Phil is, is it Phil. No, yeah, Phil. Phil was the one who was paying off okay. those guys. Yeah, he's the second. Okay, yeah, okay. So Phil, he has his own escape plan. He goes, oh, maybe he'll tell you about that one someday. But he's got something else going on entirely. And then we see that he smokes weed. So I think yeah, that's that, true. That, that he's slinging a little fucking drugs on the side. And that's what that was about. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And of course, Gordon doesn't like. doesn't pay all that well. Unless that's true. Bonus. Yeah, because when he says, you know, th- you didn't tell them, and Hank's like, what, five bucks an hour? He's like, no, nah, $10,000 right. bonus if we finish in a week. Right. And Hank's a dick. What? He's like, 10000 each? Fuck you, Hank. <laughs> I know. Fuck right? off. I would have been like, you're fired. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no. you have a wife and kid to support. You stole my girlfriend, and now you're being a fucking dick oh, about the bonus. Guy. Sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Christian doesn't know who the hell's doing this. Bill, who gives a bitch? Just bangs on that one girl t- to beat on the other guy, he says. <laughs> That's great. Like, Marry her? He goes, nah. He goes, I just fuck her to beat on Phil, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> just to bust his balls, because he... <laughs> See, that's good. I like the characterization of what's yeah. going on between these four guys and, and everything else, and how people think that maybe he's saying this... You know, that feels against him just because of what happened, but he's, like, concerned about getting the job done. There's all that going on. And then I've heard a complaint said about, he goes, this movie is supposed to get it done in a week, and these, every time we see these guys, they're on break. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, no one has any sense of urgency with this. I agree. I agree. Like, I mean, it's kind it, of fun. not getting that well, bonus. If, if you're worried about if they're going to get the bonus or not, they're not going to get the bonus. <laughs> Well, you got to think they're there from like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning till like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. That's so. what I'm thinking. They're putting yeah. in 12, 14 hour days. Yeah. 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 So we're only well, going to get so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. When Hank's like, I'm going to take a cigarette break. He's like, we just took a break. Right. <laughs> but Phil was busting balls because he says, he goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's got 25 minutes and they just got to remember he gets obsessed with listening to the tapes. He just wants to go back in and listen yeah. to the tapes, you know, yeah. which makes sense. Because they would possess you, and it's it's unfortunate for him, all the best stuff. Right. Because he gets obsessed with the tapes. And the thing is, he doesn't get the reveal. He sits through all those sessions. When session nine hits and the tape plays, it, it comes on because he went downstairs and he plugged in the generator. Yeah. So he's walking. He doesn't even get the reveal that he's waiting to get. We do as the audience. All he gets is killed. Yeah. He never finds out about Simon. You know, it's crazy. It's, it sucks to be, you know, I guess he, he does find out he gets killed. But I mean, you know, he's invested the whole time listening to the tape. He can't wait to see how it's going to turn out. And then when it finally does happen, he dies not even knowing. Poor bastard. <laughs> Man. But it's also scary because it's in the daytime. There's stuff that goes on in the daytime, which it always makes it more scary to me. You hear time, the setting, like everything that we've already kind of commented on, like that. Just score that that location, and it was awesome. And they use it perfectly, for sure. It's great. It's it's a haunting movie. It's uh, again. It took uh, apparently it took it takes three times to really to have it sink in because we're, we're the proof's in the pudding with all three of us. It took us our third watch. It's and yeah. I don't know it's, how it's, high I mean, you guys are, but yeah. I've been high on it for a couple of years. No, I'm so. very high on it. It's a film that you know relies heavily on atmosphere. It's got good characters and stuff, but there's a lot of a uh, lot of devil in the details here, and there's a lot you really got to listen to stuff when they talk about the representation of innocence, protection, this and that. Listening to all these stories and, and stuff like that, and really trying to relate it to to Gordon's character and how each of these other characters sort of represents. A, a little bit of each of these other personalities. And that's why, like, when you hear all these different interpretations about it, it's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool, even though I, I think it's much more straightforward. I don't think uh, Gordon was a former patient. I'm no. fine if people think that theory, but I don't think he was. I just think he's, uh, like you said, cracking under the pressure of, of life. Yep, and being you know? targeted by the demon, if you will. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That, that preys on the weakness. Uh, yeah. 
weak and wounded. It's, yeah. And I like how what he says about Hank, and it ends up being the opposite. He's like, oh, Gordo, he's the Zen master. I've, he's always calm. I've never yeah. seen him lose his cool. Sure enough, the one time he does lose his cool, he freaking murders his family. Hmm. You know, and any other <laughs> See what happens? <laughs> See what happens when you keep it in? I always tell my wife she used to get mad at me. I'm like, well, if I keep it in, I end up doing more damage to myself. But it is kind of true. You have to have an outlet some way or another, you know? I like how he's on the cell phone at the end. You could see, like, it's all just busted up. It's just completely yeah. broken. I even like when he makes the calls er- even a little bit earlier on in the film. Like, the, the it's it's almost like a static, like, dead air that you could hear he's talking to. Yeah. Like, you obviously don't hear any response or anything, but it's almost, like, creepy, almost like... Like he's talking to a disconnected phone or phone off the hook. All good. All good stuff. It is all good. Well, how good is it? How high are you guys? I'll tell you, I'm a 9 out of 10. I've been there forever. I think it's amazing. And anyone that's just watched this once, watch it again, maybe three times. Carly, I'm talking to you because I know you only watched it one time for the summer series. Watch it again, please. By yourself in the dark. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a 9 out of 10. I think it's a great film. And I'm 8. Right on. This fucking, guy, this fucking guy hates everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the high guy at 10 and two nines. I'm freaking, I've been. Jesus. Yeah, I love this. All, show. That's Hall of Fame, 28. Yeah, I love this show. This is a Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame show. You just yeah, put the show in the Hall of Fame. Induct me. Yes. <laughs> I got my own wing. Yeah. I did it. Ghost story. People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a ghost. Sorry. I love that damn movie. Larry Fessenden's in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot in Ghost Story. Yeah, Larry Fessenden showing up at the end. How typical. It's great. And he comes in and he sounds like Christian. He says, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't seem as alarmed when he sees Hank laying under the tarp there. He just sort of like peers over at him. It's like, uh, Gordon, I don't don't understand. Uh, And then he just grabs him and kills him like. Like, should there have been more, a little bit more sense of urgency? Like, you see one of the crew members fucking dead? Like, I don't understand. Like, do I got the job or not? Why well, is he had, naked? <laughs> he had glasses on. He probably thought he was taking a siesta. You know? He was laying back on the ground. Ah, this is break time. Naked under <laughs> under a tarp, look, look, looking like a Dexter victim. <laughs> he was naked? Wow. He was in his underwear, because remember he was walking? Oh. Remember Phil found him in his underwear? Oh, Just, yeah, that's scary. What are you doing here? Because, I mean, that's all he could say. Yeah. And when Jeff sees him the first time, oh, man. Yeah. And the coins. Here's find the question. The coins. the coins. Yeah. This is the only thing I don't understand about. What is the significance of when uh, Phil finds that one coin at that one time and then Gordo asks him about it? And then later on, he sees it again on the floor. What is with that one coin? Did I miss something that was obvious here? I, I think because Gordon killed Hank when he was taking all the coins, when Phil – has the coin and he flips it and Gordon sees it, he knows that Phil found Hank. Okay. That's, that was my interpretation. Like he's onto it, but it also in his mind, cause he, he kind of accuses, he accuses Phil. He's like, what did you do? Right. He thinks Phil's the killer at one point, like right before the big reveal at the end. Maybe that helps him figure it out. Okay. Yeah. It, it, hel- it helps, a... it helps him to wake up, which is what right. Phil tells him, wake up. Okay. I just thought it was a coin incidence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is what we have to end the show with? God damn it. You know what? That was horrible. I'm upping my rating of Ghost Story to an 11 out of 10 just because of that. <laughs> Put that Hall of Fame. Up. Put that fucker in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> nice. Okay. We got we to go, right? We got to go. It's uh, Next show is um, our 
five-year celebration with a little Christmas twist. We don't know what we're doing. We don't care. We're probably going to ask for questions or something or review a movie, maybe have some fun. But it's a Christmas episode. But more importantly than holidays, it's our fifth year. And I, I venture to say, what's today's date? The sixth? This may have been the day we were <laughs> the day we were born. The day we recorded our first show. Oh, or is it December first? Uh, it was around there, December fourth or fifth, like in the in the area. Holy shit! Happy anniversary, boys! Happy, happy anniversary! anniversary. We're, we're going to load too early. Well, yeah, but still, we'll celebrate the... next show. But we can wish ourselves happy anniversary today. Yeah, well, I'm going to go all the way back and see. What our first day, uh, I think the day our, our, our show one came out on Horophilia was December 14th. Okay, man, it might have been December 6th we recorded our first show. I'm going to look it up. If so, that's amazing. If not, whatever. It's still amazing. It's still going to be five years, and, and it's pretty awesome. So, guys, help us out. Send us some things. Ask us some questions. Do whatever you want to do. Let's, let's have a party, you know? Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yes. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> long time. Five years, long time. Five years. Five years, long time. Making I... love. I guess I'll do it since Christian forgot. We've been making everybody. love a long time. We never know how to just leave, do we? <laughs> we, can't, we can't come up with an ending. Jeremy, take us out. Jeremy, take us out. Peace. And if you want to find the man moves over here. Peace.